Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, fellas, fellas. How are we doing? 106? I don't know. What the fuck episode number is this? I don't know. Hold on. I gotta look at that. Yeah, we, we had a couple. Of, this is like we have a couple scheduled. I think one hundred five, one hundred six. Yes, this is one hundred six. One hundred six. Okay. Episode one hundred six. <laughs> Welcome to the Herf. Uh, you guys know why you're here. Yeah. You 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 read it. You know who our guest is. You know what we're about to get into. This is a cool one, man. Guy was really really cool. Uh, for those who didn't read it, you just listen. Sebastian. From Cavalier Cigars. Uh, yeah. What a fucking guy. Great dude. Uh, great interview. Great interview. Great brand of cigars. So, guys, make sure you're smoking Cavalier. Caleb, how you doing? I'm doing good. This was a dream episode come true. One of the guys I've always wanted to get on the show. We made it happen about time. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Gio. Thank you, Nick Goss, for making this possible. Um, you guys will hear a great interview. Uh, this is just the intro. So, be prepared. Yeah. Um. I don't want to waste a lot of time. So, Gio, obviously, your little part here is going to be super, super, super short. <laughs> so yeah. easy. So super easy. sweet. All right. What well, are we smoking? Well, before we get into that, I just would like to say this show is brought to you by our sponsor, Crown Heads, makers of the acclaimed Mildias line. Jerry finally got his Mildias Maduro boxes coming to him. And, you know, we love you, John Huber. Thank you, as always, for sending us some goodies. We appreciate you, my man. Make sure you guys are smoking crown heads. That's yeah. all I got to say. If you're not smoking crown heads, you're doing it wrong. You're sleeping. You don't have a crown on your head. Yeah. Dork. But, <laughs> dork. So, we are actually smoking Cavalier's event exclusive cigar called This Blend is Undisclosed. Uh, that being said, that means exactly what I just said. There is no information about this cigar. We tried to weasel it out of Sebastian. That guy kept it tighter than Fort Knox. We got nothing on it other than the size. It's like a it's a six, hybrid. It's a six Corona by forty four. That's it. That's all there is. Yeah. Fucking. So my part was easy. Can't I gotta it. say, I tried so hard. <laughs> In the end, it didn't even matter. It didn't even matter. All we, right. We just got copyright flagged. All right. Today, we are drinking Hardin's Creek Colonel James B. Bean. Uh, it is aged two years. So, Jerry's got the bottle. No, no, just show it in your... Just show it. Just flip the camera to you. There we go. Uh, James B. Bean, Hardin's Creek. Uh, this is from Beam Centauri. It's actually from the Freddy B. No Distillery. So, this is a release date of July 2022, it goes back to. This is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It is 108 proof, aged two years. Like I said, the mash bill is undisclosed. Got this yellow gold color. Uh, MSRP, around 70 to 80 bucks. Um, a lot of controversy with this bottle. A lot of people said this was dog shit. This wasn't good. Um, you know what? I got to argue. I think this is a good bottle. It did. I, was, I came in with low expectations based on hearsay from a lot of naysayers in the bourbon community. I actually thought this bottle didn't drink like a 108 proofer. I thought it was very complex with good flavors, very sweet, a lot of vanilla, a lot of uh, 
spice to it. It blended very well with the cigar. I had no problems with this, with this bottle. I would drink more of it, in fact. Uh, it's a sleeper. This is a sleeper. I uh, I came in with like the bottom of the barrel expectations of this based on things I've heard about it. I've also heard god awful bottle, terrible. What about you, like Caleb? You definitely have heard that, right? Oh, I've I've heard that. Everything you said, I've heard. So like dog shit. I Someone w- was like, "This is the worst fucking two year bourbon I've ever had." I have to say, I disagree. I disagree. I like it. I didn't think it was bad at all. I actually didn't care. I liked it the least, apparently. <laughs> you, like, didn't, you didn't care for it? No, I didn't like how it went with the cigar. Like, I was really? actually nursing it. Like, oh my god, that you did the whole show. We're at two hours. That's what you have left on your first pour. I didn't. I was not a big fan of it. That's like me and Scotch, man. Like, so they were spot on for you. Yeah, which was weird. Like, how we have a. I mean, bro, I, I gave myself. Me and a, Caleb might have issues. I gave myself a doom pour to start the episode because I was like, <laughs> you know what? I might not get this bottle passed back to me. It's an interview, so I doomed myself. And dude, I want more. Like, this is maybe. I don't like the pour. aftertaste. I'm ready for more. That's what's throwing me off. Like, and I don't know what it is. Like, I can't put my finger on it. You know what? I said sweet and spicy before I read the review, and the guy who was review he said sweet spicy. A little bit of toasted oak, uh, some peanut butter brittle, as well as some peppercorn and light tobacco. But I don't know. I thought it blended very well and mixed very well with the cigar. You know what? Don't sleep on Hardin's Creek. I'm going to say, if you see it, buy it. It's a, I think it's a good buy, good pour. I would pair it with any cigar. Yeah, I mean, I grabbed it for right. Uh, the price that I got it for was right within the margin, so... Like, I saw... Because, obviously, I looked to make sure I'm not getting ripped off, like... Some sites have it at like ninety ninety five bucks. I haven't seen it anything over that though. But I was like, oh okay, all right. I'm somewhere in the middle here. I liked it. I, I liked it. Um, I personally wouldn't pay eighty bucks for it, but I yeah, liked it. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, just, I think the price is where we are going to have some problems. Uh, this is definitely not. Like, I do like that two year bourbon, like, eighty bucks. I do like the bottle top thing, though, this little like strap type thing. So I actually have a lot of the Hardens Creek stuff. I think I have the Frankfurt and the Boston um, Claremont. I think is the other one. I don't have that, uh, but yeah, those are aged like eighteen plus years. 17 plus so, so the boston one they said was like incredible from my understanding i have it yeah yeah so the review and i think what we're getting up on is it doesn't matter that the, that this thing was only aged two years the taste stands up to like anything that's aged three years plus this is a quick flip for james b beam yeah oh, exactly uh this yeah. is like a quick turnaround hey two years we could charge 80 dollars 80 dollars a bottle for this shit so here's Let's the do it. here's the thing that everyone agrees with the two-year taste it's there. It's worth it. But the price on a two-year product isn't there. That's, That's exactly my issue. Well, exactly. It's the price point for mm-hmm. me. And I think there's something to be said that this is James B. Beam. Like, this is Cent- Beam Centauri. Like, a smaller distillery charging that, people might understand it because they can't mass produce it. Well, this does come from Freddie B. No. So, it's, it's Freddie B. No, but it is under Beam Centauri. So, that's... Right, but I mean, the price still, either at. way, yeah. like, that's... Uh, <clears throat> if this was a $60 bottle, I don't think anyone bats an eye. I didn't think it was that bad. I like. I think it. the price point's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why if 60 bucks, would you be mad about it? I would go 50 bucks on this bottle. Get rid of the leather topper and then don't charge me the extra 30 bucks for it. <laughs> Agree. I, I, hey, I gotta say, for as much shit 
that this bottle got. I don't think it deserved that much. Uh, the taste, the flavor profile was there. Uh, Price-wise, I don't know. If you guys like Beam Centauri and you like Freddy No, go ahead. Go buy it. I think you'll enjoy this bottle. But uh, I thought it made a great pairing. I came in low expectations. It blew my mind. I'm okay with it. So basically, I think what we're gathering from this one is, you know, the juice itself is good, but it's not worth the price point. can agree on that. But that being said, Gio, you ready for this interview? All right, guys, without further ado, Sebastian from Cavalier Cigars. All right, guys, we are here today after a uh, much back and forth trying to finally get this thing nailed down scheduling uh, with Sebastian from Cavalier Cigars. Sebastian, man. Not quite stateside in, you know, Honduras, but, man, you are a uh, traveler of the world. How you doing, brother? Yes, sadly. Good, good. I appreciate you guys having us and having me today and, and the patience, too, because it's, yeah, uh, between the between Europe, the U.S. and Honduras, it's, it's sometimes a bit tricky. Well, it's nice to, like, do an interview where the time zone difference isn't so crazy because if we were going to get you while you're in Switzerland – We'd have to do like a 4 a.m. show or something like that. So it's a, yeah, something like that. It's yeah. good that it's, you're it's, in our hemisphere at least. Yeah, we would have just somewhere went between and then you know did the show. <laughs> yeah, we would have just stayed That's out me. until four in the morning at the bar. That works too. Yeah, right. Might 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 do for a pretty interesting interview too. Oh, we've had those <laughs> we've had those interviews where we're drunk. It, it it gets really funny and really out of hand. So Sebastian, uh, obviously uh-huh. Geo showed you what we are smoking today. Uh, we did try to get those inner circles in. Uh, they will be here tomorrow uh, oh, because, shit. yes, uh, we were not able to get them to be delivered fast enough. So um, you just got to love the, yeah, the, the USPS. The, oh, USPS is such a nightmare. And, it's horrible. Uh, and the store I usually frequent, they're all out. So unfortunately, well, well, we smoked through them all. It was a limited. <laughs> there is there is worth. It's, it's, that's a good news. That's a good thing. Yeah, hey. On the bright side for you, you guys, business is booming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys have actually a pretty amazing cigar, and it's it's a cigar I I like. Um, I, I was actually saying um, earlier that I had a pack open and I was smoking them. It's a cigar that is really under the radar, right? We we never really pushed it, published about it. I mean, we probably have one post on the social side. That's pretty much it. Uh, it always kind of, I don't know why we never really focused on it, but it was created to be an event exclusive cigar, right? About two years ago, something like this. Um, I like the size, I like the blend and everything, but for some reason, uh, be, probably because it's events, right? It's not something we sell. It's really specific shops when we have an event, I have the ability to buy a few and it, and we limit that amount pretty heavily. Um, so it really is an under the radar cigar, but I think it's a great, great cigar, great size overall. Yeah. I actually do love the size on this thing. Was very excited when these guys brought it to me from PCA last year. Um, so far off the, like the first couple of rips, man, the flavor on this thing, talk about some chocolate and the smell in here, great aroma all around. Yeah. I appreciate that. Glad you guys like it. We'll see how it, how it goes. Let it run a bit. (laughs) But actually... Real yeah, quick question. So obviously, this is what a like a true Corona is it or? It's so it's actually somewhat of a hybrid size. It's a six by forty four. Okay. So a Corona would be somewhere on forty two. A Corona Gorda about forty six. A Lonsdale in that forty four, forty six, but it's a different length. So it's a little bit of a 
something between the three. Um, I just so f- the, the reason we did 44 is 42 to me for a, a regular cigar, you know, to smoke on a regular basis is a bit too small of a ring gauge. We didn't have at the time 46 and 48 molds because we really weren't rolling any 46s or 48s, but we did have that 44 for an initial project we had done. And um, I just felt the ring gauge worked, right? So that's why it ended up being a non-traditional kind of Corona Gorda, Corona-ish size. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big fan of these type of size. Like, this is my wheelhouse right there. Like, I don't like the thicker ring gauges personally. Well, it's it's actually funny because I do like these kind of sizes too. Obviously, the market is pretty simple, right? The market wants Toros, sometimes Robustos. The rest just it sells, but it just will. It, from a from a business perspective, it it never really uh, makes as much sense as the other ones. However, every all of us have different sizes, and that's one that I wanted to make. But I mean, you've seen a bit, little bit later, maybe the, the white Corona, which was the first uh, in the core line, like five and three quarter by forty four. Uh, and just this year in January, we released the Black 2 and Viso Jalapa in 5 and 3 quarter by 44. So there is going to be more and more of these. And I kind of find that, and that's something that um, I've been trying to tell people, right, uh, since we started pushing those sizes out. To me, it's a, it's a great alternative to a Robusto. I'm not a big Robusto guy. I like Toro when I have a bit more time. I just, I've never been a Robusto guy. And I think that size kind of makes up for the time that a Robusto will give you. And it's just much more interesting, just a lot more interesting, but it's a bit of a geeky size. It's, it's what it is. So, um, Sebastian, let's, uh, let's dive into an actual interview style. You know, I, I'm curious about Cavalier cigars. Um, when did you guys come up with Cavalier cigars or let's even go further than this. How did you get into cigars? Oh, well, um, so, I'm, I actually founded the company, but before getting into the industry, um, I'm originally from Geneva, Switzerland. Uh, I don't have, I didn't have any ties with the industry. I didn't have anybody around smoking cigars or anything. So it's a little bit of a, you know, crapshoot. It just happened. Um, it, I just got interested by cigars, I guess, at the time, you know, around when I was around 20 years old, I started smoking. It was a little bit my, of my escape. I used to work in nine to five, um, which I started when I was 18 for a big corporation in Geneva. Um, and my little escape in the day, because, you know, I didn't have that much money. I was young and everything, you know how it is. Uh, there, we all go through that at some point, right? And so uh, I discovered cigars, obviously Geneva, Davidoff, right? It's not really, that's a, that's a pretty straightforward one. Small um, company, right? Yeah, Small you know. company. Yeah, just Don't know if you tiny company. <laughs> Baby company. No, it's, it's, uh, and, and, you know, growing up in Geneva, the, the Davidoff store is on the main, like, <laughs> shopping, uh, road of the city. Um, and is actually not far. Uh, there is a toy store, like very famous toy store, not so far. So you kind of walk since you're a kid, you kind of walk in front of that thing. And for some reason, it, it caught my attention at some point. And so that's how I got into it, right? I really just jumped in that one day. I was just, you know, hesitating to go in. I said, fuck it, let's go in and see what it is about. And I got my first cigar and that's where it started, right? I, I, I fell in love with that. 
So it was my daily um, way out of that nine to five and regular job thing and everything. And it, it, I used that one cigar a day, which was my budget. It's what I had fixed. I couldn't do any more than that at the time uh, to kind of think about what I could do later in life. You know, I just, I just felt I wanted to do something more, something else, something for myself. And uh, about two years in, I quit the job and I decided to fly out to Central America and see if I could find, you know, some people to teach me something. And that's really how it, how it started. I ended up living here in Danli and traveling in Nica, you know, Costa Rica, Cuba, uh, Dominican Republic, uh, et cetera, et cetera, for about a year. But I was mainly based here in, in Danli, Honduras, and that's where I learned. I, I ended up meeting great people, mainly the extent, at the time it was mainly the extended Placencia family, uh, which is not a bad way to start, I think. And that's with the family I, it's the family I learned with. So that's family I stayed with for a year, worked in their factories. I messed up a lot of tobacco. I <laughs> fucked up a lot of rapper. I, you know, I did all this and, uh, a lot of bands and, uh, and that's, that's how I started. But I think it's the one way if, if you're not, you know, if, if, if you're not from one of these big families, uh, I think it's one of the best ways to actually do it because it's, it's easy to make a cigar brand nowadays, right? You pick up the phone, you call someone, but this industry doesn't work like this. It just doesn't. So I think it was a blessing for me to actually take that, um, jump that, that step and just, you know, say, fuck it. Well, you know, let's see, let's see what happens. Let's see if I can learn something. So I, that, that's how it started. I read somewhere that you like, uh, when you made your travels, you like sold almost all your possessions and you're like, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah. I'm going to get in the game. Yep. Yeah, oh, I, I sold everything I had, uh, the car, everything. Uh, I just had, you know, I ended up with an X amount of money, which wasn't that much, honestly, but it was something. And that amount of money had to uh, allow me to go through that learning curve, learning process and um, start with something. And that's that's really how it was. So it, it became really rough at some point. Uh, that, that So I left from uh, roughly 10 years ago, actually. Uh, nine, ten years ago now. I think it will be, it's ten years this year, somewhere later during the year. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it, 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 it was rough. I got to the point when I actually had the company started and everything. I went to the point where I lived back at my parents' house. Uh, I weren't, I wasn't even going out of the house because I didn't even have the money to buy a coffee anymore. That was pretty much what it was. I mean, broke, broke, broke. Uh, I had poured everything in and, and fuck it, and you know, it's this or this. It's it's just the the one way. No and sometimes I think the, the the right way is you cannot give your, your yourself the opportunity of a second option, right? Mm -hmm. If you do that, you're gonna pick the second option at some point. You'll be like, that's too hard, I'll, you know. And if you really have a dream or really want to do something, you just have to push yourself in the corner and say, you know, that's the only way. It's this or this. If if not. You're on, you're on your, you're on your own. You, you don't Sebastian, have shit. you ever, you ever consider doing motivational speeches? Yeah. I want to go run <laughs> through a wall. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I, I want to, I, I, I gave myself too many options. I should have just stayed with the one I wanted to do. Right. That's funny, but it's gotta, it's gotta kind of gotta be weird, you know, selling off everything you have for essentially a leaf. <laughs> yeah, oh, and it wasn't even a leaf at the time. It was you know? the, uh, the hope, the hope to learn about the leaf. That was really it. I mean, there was not even the option. I mean, I, I didn't even know if someone would open a door for me, right? Because, 
you guys know how it is in the US, in Europe, etc. You don't go just knock on the door of, of a company and say, I want to learn. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, come in. I'll show you everything. They'll be like, fuck who you are. You know, you say, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, and I like uh, they might even call the police on you if, if, if you're lucky, right? Who's this weirdo um, trying so, to learn everything? Yeah, about who's, us? That, get who's, out that, here. who's that crazy guy? And, and, you know, I think they'll call the police and say, I think we have a guy on drugs. Um, <laughs> would actually be happy if he'd be here in the next five minutes. We'll hold him for a bit. Um, but here it's very different. And it's one thing that uh, I think there is, there's been a lot of lessons down here. Uh, but one of them is that, you know, people here have a massive heart and we probably should all learn, you know, of that and actually help people when we can, you know, you, you're not always able to, but when we, when you can, you should, you should help people. So Cavalier started when, uh, officially? Um, I think it was between 2015 and 2016. I'm never 100% sure about the dates because there has been a lot of back and forth. Um, I also kind of uh, lost track during two years a bit because of a retail store we had uh, bought. Uh, but it's it's the, the initial company was, I think, built between uh, open between 2015 and 2016 All right. in uh, Geneva, Switzerland. So coming up on that 10-year anniversary, anything uh, maybe special planned for that? Is that a PCA thing, maybe? <laughs> Uh, not this year because it's, uh, this year is 10 years roughly, uh, since I moved there, but, uh, yeah, there will be, there will be something, um, I say yes. However, we also have stuff that, you know, uh, marked anniversaries already of LEs and stuff like this. We've had stuff set aside for years and for some reason I haven't pushed them out yet. Um, you know, sometimes it's too much to do at the same time or. You just you need the inspiration, right? You don't want to push something out just to push something out. It just doesn't make any sense. It has to it has to have a purpose and be done right. I think if it's 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 the the only way is the only the, the reason is you have to respect the people that consume your products, right? You have to you, you're, we're not we're not a massive company or anything. You know we're a small family-owned business, um, and so I think respect of your customers, respect of the consumers, respect of your own, you know, art, whatever you do is, is key because if not, just go, you know, go do a job for someone. That's the, the, the thing I see, the way I see it. Now, I got a question about Cavalier. So you guys have been known for pretty much that gold leaf. So that was, yeah, yeah, I had that on my, the gold diamond. I wrote, <laughs> how, I wrote that down too. How did that come about? Like, cause it's, the only, the cigar. only cigar I've ever seen do it. Yeah. And what's crazy is you've gotten the craftsmanship down to a point where if you can maintain that ash through the diamond, that sucker will sit there, burn through. It, it's So we I initially started the, the brand with only paper bands. And um, the whole design and everything was much more simple, uh, maybe much more old school too. However... Um, it comes down to a simple thing, right? Basic packaging and marketing. Uh, it was going fine for, for a start, but uh, we're no Fuente. We're no Davidoff. Uh, we're no Drew Estate. So we're no Rocky. So let's be, just to name a few, right? Uh, so let's be honest. Uh, how are gonna, people going to first, if they like, like the cigar, they try to someone push, push the cigar into their hands. That's uh, already a good start. 
how are get how are they gonna remember that cigar? Uh, because not everybody is a cigar geek, right? Most the 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 majority of the customer the consumer base is mm. simply people that enjoy cigars the same way as some people as some people enjoy wine. And uh, I don't know that someone that just enjoys the product remembers the story, the visual, the name, they just happen to like it. And then they go back and like, fuck, what, what was it again? And then they turn back to Fuente again because, well, they know Fuente, right? Uh, but they don't know Cavalier. So we always had kind of that thought process with Aileen, who became my wife uh, later, still is my wife, actually. Uh, <laughs> I will, I'll see after that live, maybe, maybe not. We'll see what she says. Um, and, and, uh, she's been, uh, doing, you know, without her, we, we'd never have done what we did so far. Uh, but she, uh, her and I were thinking a lot of, and discussing about, you know, how do we do to make our product easy to remember, stand out, and, and and mainly, how do we make sure that there is no language barrier, right? My 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 wife, Aileen, is from here, from Dunley. Her main her primary language is Spanish. Uh, my my primary primary languages were French and German, um, and we currently export our products to just under forty countries. I think it's thirty eight, um, including countries like China. Uh, so Norway, you know, Switzerland, of course, U.S. So Cavalier U.S. pretty straightforward, pretty easy to pronounce. Cavalier in French, pretty straightforward. And Chinese, I don't fucking know how you pronounce this shit. (laughs) Who has an idea about that? It just is what it is, right? However, a gold diamond is a symbol that you can express in your own language. There is no more language barrier. And it's a symbol that you can talk about, recognize. It's not something that you see all over uh, humidors, etc. So that kind of uh, that's why it came into existence. Um, and to, uh, to to a much smaller extent, I like to always use that that um, little story with Doritos, right? If you put those triangles, you know it's Doritos. You don't have to have Doritos written there. Well, that was a little bit the concept. And uh, the person that came up with this is Aileen. She came to me one day and she was like, I think I got it after a month of figuring, trying to figure something out. Uh, and I was like, got what? What are you talking about? She's like, I think I got how we're going to you know, make a difference, make make ourselves stand out and more recognizable. So great. She said, we're going to put gold on cigars. I said, no. <laughs> I was like, you know, we care about tobacco. I, 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 the, the heart, the, the heart of what we do is tobacco. It's not we're we're not just a company that happens to make cigars. Uh, we're people passionate about cigars and tobacco, and we happen to, you know, design them this way. Um, and um, she's like, no, I think you don't understand. She was cleaning up the design of boxes, the early boxes, early date boxes of the white hat patterns of kind of gold diamond all over the box and she was cleaning that up to the box that uh is nowadays on the shelf with the cavalier genève the size much cleaner much more easy to read and she said well i'm cleaning this up people have seen it already so it's kind of part of the identity of the brand why don't we use it as our symbol and as a brand uh, as a as a as, as the brand identity um and as a band simply on the cigars i said oh shit that that's that you know that might work and so, uh, for the little story, we bought, we fit, find, we found a, a random company. There's not many companies left in Europe that still do it the old way. 
There's not many companies left in Europe doing it, period. So we found a company in France, very old company that's still used to you know, you know, old machinery and stuff. And and we said, hey, order you know, some samples, ship them to, we, I was in Switzerland, ship them to Switzerland. Then I brought them back to Honduras and brought them to the factory that used to be a third-party factory at the time. And uh, got into the factory and told the guy, hey, we have a great idea. Here's what we're going to do. And I think if the guy had a gun next to him, he'd have shot me at the time. Uh, because it's it's a pain in the ass. It took <laughs> it took a long long time to actually make it clean. I still see old pictures on Google sometimes, and it really is not pretty. It really is not pretty. So to master that and to actually develop that into something that was uh, to the level it had to be uh, was a real challenge. I didn't realize at the time. And you'll see it if you ever come down to the factory that we have now down here. Um, for the size, so our factory goes up to 22 pairs, so that's 44 rollers, right, full-time. Um, a packaging section for a factory this size should be under 10 people, maybe somewhere around 7, I think, with the, 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 the packaging manager. Uh, we're somewhere around 17 with her uh, because we have a full table of uh, people that their whole job is, and they've been formed for that, is actually measure, cut by hand, and apply by hand in the eye the actual gold diamond. Um, it's 24 karat, it's very delicate leaves, uh, and so we have a, a full full part of the team extra here that do only that. Um, and is it's very limiting in terms of uh, amount that they can put a, a, a day. A, a, a person that will put um, paper bands on a cigar should put somewhere around 4,500 to 5,000 bands a day, um, wow. which is, it's pretty impressive, right? When you, when you think about it and when you see them do it, we always talk about rollers and stuff, but when you see these people package cigars, it's ridiculous. Uh, and to such a precision, it's incredible. Um, however, when we have the people that we have dedicated to the gold are limited to somewhere, uh, somewhere around a thousand bands a day. So it really means that you multiply the amount of people uh, within the, the, the session section to be able to actually maintain uh, the speed up to uh, the rest of the production. That's crazy. So that's pretty much it. So is it like the food grade gold leaf? Because like I know it's possible yeah. for like okay, all right. So that's what yeah, I was yeah, yeah. I didn't know we actually did. had fun talking about a few different uh, other uh, metals. But the problem, we never did it because the problem is uh, the only other one that is available that is really food grade would be silver. And I was not interested in silver whatsoever. Oh, yeah. uh, pops but see, for example, white gold is not food grade, even though it's still you can have it pure silver and pure gold mixed, which are both food grade. Once they're mixed, they don't they're not considered food, food grade anymore. Interesting. So we stick to that 24 carat. It's the purest. <laughs> Uh, food grade it's the food grade uh gold actually uh, level mm. the same thing you'll find on pastries essentially yeah because i was going to say i saw like obviously on the food network and they talk about how like much of a pain in the ass like that stuff is as an ingredient <laughs> so i can only imagine the guy who's using it to make cakes calling it a pain in the ass versus the someone mm. who's got to make a try uh, a <laughs> tiny diamond <laughs> Oh uh, yeah it's it's i mean I, I really wish that the factory was open i could show you today but um, nonetheless, if you nevertheless, if you ever come down here, you'll see um, it is a pain. But it, it is now managed to a, a, a level where it's it's clean. It's incredible how well they work. 
Well, you so, just hope you just cross your fingers to never lose these people, right? You're like, okay, everybody can go if you compensation want. Compensation is stay important here. Yeah, <laughs> compensation well, that, is important. Exactly, that's the thing. I mean, it comes down to the same thing that you would have with uh, certain cigar sizes, right? <clears throat> Normally, for production, you pay uh, based on um, productivity, and you have minimums daily, right? So uh, they have a minimum which covers their salary, and then if they do more, if you need more, you pay them more. However, uh, you have a certain amount a day for robustos or toros, for example. You might say anywhere between 350 and 450 cigars a day. Um, but if if you go to Salomon Esprit, for example, or you know double 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 capa, two wrappers, double wrappers, stuff barber pole, stuff like this, you essentially bring that that production down to anywhere between maybe 100 and 150 cigars a day. 175 and they're really good so which obviously means that you're not paying them the same amount of money uh, per cigar that you would be paying them for a toro because they won't have the ability to roll as much because it's much harder to roll same thing with these right you pay essentially differently because of the difficulty of the task so what first brought me on to your brand cavalier uh, my first one ever i had was your odd job i think that was like an lca yeah. team up you did yeah. And I saw it and I was like, this gold is, it's crazy and I'm going to smoke it. And when it first shone through, <laughs> I was like, guys, this cigar is great. I think we need to get some Cavalier. Uh, usually we rotate on who gets the pick unless we get sent something. And when it was my turn to pick, I was like, I got to do Cavalier. I think I did the B2, uh, Viso Jalapa, but we did, it Jalapa. In, and we did it in a torpedo size and it scored pretty high for us. I think like a 90 or above. Yeah. And ever since we no, got hooked, that. we had someone bring us uh, your LE of 2022, just as great. And I think you're smoking the 23. And yeah. I got to say, I smoke that one. I think Jerry has that one. That's the inner circle, right? No, no, just mm. the regular Oh, LE. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had that. Yeah, that's, that's the uh, 22 box. Uh, John. That, that box that is right box. there. Yeah, the 22. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, we have that box right there. Yeah, the, the twenty threes though that he's smoking. Oh, that was a great blend. The twenty three, that was awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, the twenty three. So we started with the eighteen. We actually uh, rolled an LE one year prior, which is the seventeen. I was talking about stuff that we never released. The seventeen never got released, uh, so we still have it. It's still sitting. They're just aging. Uh, yeah. I mean, for you a know, special projects perhaps won't, won't, won't hurt it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but the 18 was my favorite from far for a long time. And that 23, I mean, that's personal, right? It's always a thing with blends, right? As long as you use the right tobaccos, process properly, age properly, uh, and you blend them properly, it's a good cigar. Now, the question is, do you like the profile better or do you like the other one better, right? What, what, what is it that you like as a, as a profile um so and in that in this case as the le changes every year uh the 18 is still my favorite but 23 actually is a very close call very very close call for me i think it's going to be a cigar is going to be aging beautifully because it has that extra body a bit heavier than what we usually do yeah i'm a i'm a big fan those le's are great um I did the Paca recently too. That you got the other LC that you did. That was another good cigar. I mean, honestly, at at the store that I have in my neighborhood, I've probably bought through every single line that they have. Um, (laughs) The one that comes to note, and I've talked about plenty of times, is uh, the Trace Delicuentes. Sorry if I say Mm -hmm. it wrong, but um, Uh every single cigar 
in that like lineup that you did, like the what do you got? Six different ones. Like all the shapes, the blends. I've had them all. They're all great. And for ten dollars a stick in New York, like you can't beat a great cigar for ten dollars. It's. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, New York is rough with some, you know, compared to uh, two other states with the taxes and everything. Um, it's it's uh, so it's a cigar for for the people that listen. It's a cigar that is actually somewhere around that six to seven dollar retail mark before taxes, before state taxes. Welcome. So to New you'll York. have yeah, you'll have you'll have a state like New York, and then you're talking about somewhere ten dollars. So some people, I think, don't realize that in the U.S., especially when they live in a, in a state like Philly, in, in PA, Philly, if they live in a city like Philly, or if they live in Florida, or, they, or even Texas, where the, the tax is one cent, right? Um, there is other states that are a lot less fortunate, like for the consumer, like, uh, of course, New York and um, California is a good other one, right? Yeah. Uh, sadly, where the taxes are higher. I mean, it's, yeah, we were, unfortunately, like, we had to do the math that, like, recently with one of our, like, local brick and mortars who, like, loves to, like, hook us up because we buy a lot of stuff there, but, like, the math just doesn't math sometimes, and he can't go below, and it sucks because it really puts them at a disadvantage. Well, the, 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 the crazy thing is it ends up hurting the actual retail store. Um, it, it hurts the small business, the, 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 the brick and mortar, the, the one family or one guy that invested in, 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 in that dream. And it hurts him because a few hours away, you have people that sell the same product for less. It just, I mean, it's something I've always had a lot of trouble understanding, uh, in the U S, uh, where I, I really feel like something should be much more, um, global, like for the whole country, like not have, or at least in the, in a, within a range where it makes sense because it, it really it, I think it's really a difficult situation for a lot of retailers well you, it really is well you know if you want to go open up a head shop and sell bongs and weed you could do that right <laughs> like because that's okay but the war on tobacco yeah. will continue and it gets worse and worse yeah. for these brick and mortars yeah. and these shop owners and these guys that like you say these are like their dreams you know some of these guys are yeah. third and fourth generation tobacconists yeah. and you know they're they're not only just competing, obviously, with uh, you know, uh, the margins and what they actually make per cigar. They're now competing with the government, and they have to give all of the money that they make to the government just to yeah. pay the taxes on what they bring in. I mean, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's honestly bullshit. Well, a great a great uh, example of that on in another country would be Holland, right? Uh, Holland used to have beautiful lounges, beautiful beautiful lounges, very old cigar shops, incredible places. Um, and, uh, and as you guys know, in Holland, you can, you go to Amsterdam, you can smoke weed like it's nothing, right? You go grab a coffee and weed and you smoke it with your coffee with it in the, in the, in the place in the coffee shop and everything is fine. And the process. So this is still, this is still the case. However, they passed a law that you can't smoke in a cigar shop. Yeah. How the fuck, how the fuck you explain this? Where is the logic behind this? Right? That's the big problem. Where is the logic behind it? I don't care if you like to smoke weed, smoke weed. I really don't care. It's it's your thing, right? But why would you have to – a cigar shop is the same thing, right? You're not get, getting in there. Europe, it's 18. In the U.S., it's 21. You're under 21 or you're under 18. You're not going to get it, right? You're not going to get – you're not buying anything. Yeah. Nobody's going to sell you anything. So you're already knowing, knowingly going into one of these places as of legal age – 
you're not going just randomly like, oh, shit, I want, you know, a candy and you find cigars. No, you go in a cigar shop. There is only cigars. That's all these people sell. So you go in there for a specific reason. It's something you're going to be consuming anyways because that's why you went in. But now you're not allowed to actually have that product in there. But if you go into a coffee place, you, you're, you know, maybe not a smoker. And there is someone next to you smoking, uh, uh, you know, some some joint weed or something like this. There is just no logic whatsoever behind this. I think it's it's sad. It, we're, that's we're living for this. We're really living in a sad age. It's a it's a witch hunt. That's all. You know, it's all it is. All there is about it. And um, I just hope that you know I, it, there is there has been witch hunts in the past, and I think the U.S. history shows it really well. Alcohol. Alcohol. So <laughs> my hope, yeah, my hope is that that witch hunt is just going to turn into someone else's witch hunt at some point, right? We're focusing on another product. We'll never get out of it. We'll never get out of regulations and stuff like this. And as long as they're fair, I think it's fine, right? Because it's a, it's a, it's a product that is for uh, limited to restricted to a, a age minimum age, etc. As long as it's fair, it's fine. But I just hope that. The ridiculous side of it, the, the the absolutely dumb side of it, with no logic behind, kind of goes away, and people start, you know, letting us live uh, what we, I mean, what we all like doing, right? It's 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 well, it's a hobby. Tobacco is, I mean, especially cigars. Now, there's a difference between cigarettes and premium cigars. Big um, difference. I mean, tobacco in itself gets demonized by the government, but every billboard around the city right now is like advertising Narcan for, you know, crackheads and, and like, Oh, if you overdose, make sure you carry a Narcan, you might save someone's life. It's like, well, okay. So we're almost like, instead of fixing the problem, we're almost like solidifying the problem by saying, Hey, listen, don't worry about it. If you do something stupid, everyone should carry Narcan so they can save yeah. your life. Cause yeah. you're stupid. Yeah. So pretty much. It, it's like, I don't know. I just things just seem so fucking ass backwards right now. Yeah. It, it just none of it makes sense. There's vending no. machines in New York City where you can buy crack pipes. Yeah, you can get <laughs> clean needles at, at at stations to do heroin. But God fucking forbid if you want to fucking smoke a cigar in the show. Oh, you want to smoke a cigar outside or, or or in a park or something like this. I have a little story uh, in DFW. So. I was uh, sitting there with a few friends and Aileen, and we were smoking a cigar on a bench next to a park, just watching life and watching people, not harming anybody, right? We were just there and, yeah, you know, enjoying the, 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 the beautiful afternoon, uh, a, weekend, a weekend day. And um, there were all those people doing yoga and the kids playing around and everything. We were far enough, right? It wasn't, we were just, we're not imposing the smoke on anybody. We're just enjoying our day. Um, there is a crackhead that shows up with a machete in his hand, Jesus. walking through the park. I was like, "Holy shit!" We're watching this. We're like, "This is <laughs> this is a bit scary." There's kids. There is. I mean, that's not very comforting. But anyways, we just and we see a police car show up, and we're like, "Oh great, someone called." The, the cop goes out of the car, comes to us, and says, "You can't smoke here." You have to go there out of the park, and then he went back to his car and left. I was, what like, was this, was this about, in New York City? Crackhead? No, I was in DFW. I was like, oh, what okay. about the crackhead with the machete? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think he is a bit more dangerous than we are right now. Um, just saying, 
you know, but fuck it. So we had to go sit somewhere else and leave. And that guy wandered peacefully amongst kids with a machete. I was like, this is the most illogical thing I've seen probably in years. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty, pretty, I guess someone called, they were offended by the smoke or something. I don't know. You should have just said it was a joint. (laughs) Yeah, you should have said it was weed. It's a joint. Yeah, pretty much. It's heroin. It's like, oh, it's a big joint. Yeah. It's a big joint. I rolled a fatty. (laughs) Yeah. I rolled it myself. This is hand rolled. (laughs) Hand rolled premium weed here. Hand rolled. From my own factory, you know? Mm -hmm. Check out Cavalier. Yeah, check out Cavalier. Should have a little thing. If I wish they had filmed, you know, and then you can pass a little advertising band, the, the, the little thing under there. Just check out www.cavalier.cigars. Do, do a gold uh, marijuana leaf. <laughs> that, that might work. The next line Holy of business shit. for you. That, then on the sticker, oh, be like, this I'm is on not something weed. here. I'm on <laughs> yeah, something. There is, there is something there. It, it probably worked. I don't know how <laughs> poor boy would be to have to cut that out. But oh, that there would is be something. awful. <laughs> it will be okay. That blunt is twelve hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> Let's just know that none of us four are going to be cutting that up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. I yeah, don't got no. steady. No, we'll be. Man. I'll be the brains. You can be the the brawn. You push the product. We'll, we'll get this going. We're gonna we're gonna make yeah, some money be. on this. <laughs> oh no! There's, and there's we can smoke it in the park. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. And we'll find like um, Mike Tyson, get him to sponsor it. He'll be happy. No, we need gold member from Austin Powers. We need him to, to push it out. All okay. the gold. He loves gold. All the gold. And I think he's from Holland too, right? <laughs> well, Mike Myers yeah. is not from Holland. Well, yeah, but gold member, you know, classic. The Netherlands. <laughs> Netherlands. Yeah. Mm. So There's weird I- stuff. So I wanted to, to go and uh, I wanted to talk a little family life with you, right? Like, so... How did you convince a uh, a woman to just jump right on board with the cigar shit? Because like I know that she's like very involved in the company. Yeah, well, that's she, awesome, man. She, like, I, what was I, that like? I, honestly, I, I said I I don't think I would have burnt out a long time ago if she wasn't here. Like, really, really badly. I mean, I mean, it's like any other business, and and you know anybody that runs something should know it. And will and knows it because it's it's hard. It's not. It, sometimes it's amazing. You have beautiful times, but it's also the hardest thing you'll ever try to do in, in your life, I think, um, or do. Period in life because there's no try. Um, so when I decided to start, I was moving back to um, to Geneva, and we had. Uh, she was, we were in a relationship. We got together when I was living here. Uh, she was same as me, like 22, 23 years old at the time. And, um, I needed someone, I needed someone that had no money I had no money to pay anybody. Uh, so I was like, look, uh, she, she smoked cigars. She liked cigars. Um, we were together. I just, I was like, you know, I, I'm going to try, I'm going to do this. And she was like, okay, I'll help you. Uh, to give you an idea, because I really didn't have money, I couldn't pay her a cent, nothing. She used to work as a teacher half of the day and then use the other half of the day to go to the factory. She had to walk through Danli every day to go see the, the, the providers because I couldn't pay her the taxi fares, which are literally 10, 20 lempiras here, 20 pesos, which is less than a dollar. Um, that's how that's how it started and she did it 
every single day under that horrible sun. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Honduras is beautiful, but it, it's like today, if you go outside, it's hot. It's, it's sunny. It's hot. There is, I mean, it's, 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 it's really not a climate you want to be walking every day under too much. And cool. so she sounds, did. Sounds way she beautiful did. compared to what we're dealing with today. We got like this windy snowstorm today. So, <laughs> you know, uh, Honduras so, sounds pretty good right about now. Oh, no, it's uh, literally, I was this morning taking coffee on the terrace, palm trees in the garden, yeah, uh, mango, mango trees. I was smoking a cigar with Aileen, with the baby. I was like, this is life. This is really not bad. Uh, it's, oh, it's man, beautiful. I got to do an interview with these guys in a couple hours. So <laughs> so she was a huge part of the company, man, and, that, and that's awesome. I, uh, that was kind of, obviously, I wanted to tie this in. Obviously, you know, we've had discussions in the past, like we both, along with Giovanni and uh, Caleb, you know, we all have daughters. Uh, you and I, what your daughter's a couple days older than mine. Yeah, uh, Gio is just funny. G- Giovanni just had his daughter a couple months ago. So, like, you know, I, I, I wanted to tie this all back in. Uh, obviously, we all know how important family is. And, you know, especially when, you know, we do this kind of stuff. It's, it's not like... Uh, Every day you could just convince a girl to get so involved in, uh, you know, cigar culture. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we know they're uh, severely uh, underrepresented in this industry, but they're out there. And, you know, it's it's nice to see, uh, they are. you know, all the successes you've had and obviously her standing in your corner with you. That's awesome. Oh, she's, I said she's always been there. And it's, it's the, the one thing is when you do something alone, when you're down, you know, because there's going to be days you're going to be down. There's going to be days you're going to be beat up. You just you just don't know where to go. You don't know how to do it. If you don't have someone like this strong next to you, it's so hard. Here, it's already hard enough. In it's, the head it's already hard sometimes. enough when she's there. Uh, but having that person that you trust with everything that just stands up and does the shit when you don't have the guts to go alone, not have the strength to do it anymore, and shows you, you know, Stand up, do this shit. We didn't do it for, you know, there's no quitting. There is no shit. There is no nothing about this. Um, and you, you know, picking up the task for you and everything the days you can't do it because you just, um, because you, honestly, there's days you're suffering from it, right? It's, it's not all, I said, it's not all pink and beautiful and, and all that. Uh, and vice versa. I think it works the other way too because she gets through these times too. And, and I think it's, it's really key uh, to have someone like this. Um, and and I, I can't even say how lucky I am to have her because it's, it's being a blessing every single day. Um, and I said, I think the most incredible what shows uh, is that she literally did that job with me for, for, for a long time, right, where I couldn't pay her. I'm not even talking about pay, paying myself at the time. I was really talking about not even being able to pay her. Uh, because uh, myself was uh, the last of the the priorities, of of course. Um, and she did it. She never quit. She did it. She did it. She did it. And 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 here we are, right? Um, it's it's uh, it's it's interesting to go from that part, that moment where you're hurt, where you don't know how you're going to pay your bills, and not even talking about yourself. Um, and uh, and we've been blessed because people have you know supported us. They've accepted us to a certain extent in the industry, in the industry where we're not from. And uh, thanks to 
everybody, thanks to people like you, thanks to consumers, thanks to all that, um, we we are extremely lucky to have gen to have been um, have had the opportunity to actually create the jobs we created. We we, are, we roughly have a hundred people uh, full time on the payroll. Um, and that's, that's, uh, something that is, that is a real blessing. It's, it's, it's the, the one thing we're the, the most proud of, uh, because so you create went, opportunities. You went from a guy that sold everything, had nothing to a guy that now changed the lives of over a hundred people yeah. Yeah. in a place that, you know, obviously maybe it's not as fortunate as weather wise. Yes. But I mean, <laughs> financially, I mean, you know, I don't think there's anything quite like the United States. Um, yeah. It, yeah, man, it speaks to your character and it speaks to you as a person. And that's awesome that you went through that grind and, you know, you, you brought Cavalier from literally the, the ground up. So we the grind never it. stops. We appreciate no, you, man. So we, we appreciate you guys because it's, I said, it's thanks to you guys. It's not thanks to us. I mean, you all know, right. We can, if you put all the work and all the energy you have and nobody supports you, it's for nothing. That's true. So it's not about your work and your who you are and what you did and everything. It's about the people that actually support you. That's that's all there is. It's the only reason why you why you get somewhere or why you fail. That's it. There is no other factor in there. That's that's the only one thing that really matters. I say that about our podcast. I remember when we first started, people thought it was a joke. Yeah. They acted like it was a joke, and I took notes. I remember who thought it was a <laughs> kept joke. Receipts. I kept receipts. <laughs> and then now we do this every week. You know, we have sponsors, great guests, great guests. Yeah. We get to, you know, we get things sent to us all the time. Uh, you know, people want to work with us. People, it used to be, hey, do you want to come on their show? And they were like, who the fuck are you? Now it's like, hey, do you want to come on? They're like, I would love to come on. I would love to spend an hour with you and just talk shop and just talk cigars. And it's changed significantly in, uh, what, almost two years. And we did. We kept receipts, so we know. <laughs> Don't worry. You we're not to. holding it against you. You were in a different time zone. That was just more logistic difficulties. <laughs> I, I was really trying hard, Sebastian. I, I, I've always I been a big fan. I didn't so. mean as far as people well, like big dogging us. I meant like, you know, the support. Yeah, we get that. Like how, people. How. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say people, you know, like when people laugh at what you do, it's because they don't have the fucking balls to do it. They don't have the balls to do it themselves. Right. Correct. That's, that's just what there is. And, and, and that's fine because not everybody is, you know, ready to do that. It's not, again, it's not easy. Whatever you choose to do um, as a career or even as a passion project or whatever it is, whatever you actually choose to do and give it your your whole, everything you got. A lot of people have dreams, have stuff that, you know, they're going to one day be on their last breath laying and just be like, fuck, I didn't do it. Why? Because you didn't have the balls to do it. And that's all. And, and the, I would say this is definitely what you, you touched on. This is definitely just a passion project for us. We're not getting rich off this. This is just something we enjoy. Learning one about day, maybe. Hey, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I, I mean, we know generals handing out a lot of. I was going to say, yo, days, STG, so. <laughs> let's go, STG, let's buy this podcast. We'll cover so, all your. So, stuff. What, what, give give me a little um, uh, background on all this. How did you all get together? Um, how did this start? Why? Where? Uh, Gio, the, take the, it away. A little bit of a rundown of of, of, of your story there. 
Gio loves telling this story, so I'll let him do it. All right. So me and Jerry, we're both local police officers here. And after a shift one night, we were just having cigars. And what you see is the, you know, ever expanding project of Jerry's garage. Before it was some studs, some concrete flooring and like a propane heater. And we're cold as hell after one Buffalo <laughs> winter day. Like we decided to have a few drinks during COVID after because there was nothing else to do. And in our drunken support, we're like, we should start a podcast and talk about cigars. And it just kind of evolved from there. We drunkenly decided on the name and looking up stuff that was related to it. Like that's where the down to hearth came from. It was a playoff down to earth. And it just kind of grew from there. And before you know it, we're, I think our third episode, we had uh, Miguel from Crown Heads on. and Great guy. That was just a lucky run-of-the-mill draw because he happened to be in town for an event. And we were recording on our iPhones for video. There was like seven different camera angles. <laughs> so that was another little tie I wanted to do. Um, you talked about the original, uh, like almost prototype of the, the gold leaf on the cigar and how ugly it was and how it just didn't look good. It was like, you know, that's how our show used to look. It was like Frankenstein-esque. You were like, what the fuck is actually happening? The Hey, the audio sounds great, though. Hard to watch on YouTube. Hard to watch on YouTube. Now it's a very, it's a it's a uh, smooth as butter flow. Everything is organized. You know what you're going to get. Every episode is basically the same. We have a... Uh, We've organized the structure of the, it. The structure of the show is always the same. There's segments that are always there. There's guests. There's, like, there's things to look forward to. And again, that just takes time. And obviously, Gio, in the origin story of how we actually started, I mean, he's spot on. We were just drunk one day talking about, let's just start a podcast, man. We're free. The three this, of us. This cigar always is with, great. <laughs> yeah, where he's shivering. Oh, man, we should do this. But then, like, obviously, Caleb's, like, one of my best friends. So, like, the three of us always were smoking cigars and, you know, hey, try this, try that. Like, just getting together. Hey, this is what we're going to smoke tonight. And then I'm like, well, if we're going to do this, why don't we just take turns let's do like a structure yeah. and like let's rate the cigars and come up with reviews for the cigars and f figure out a simplified way that like you know joe schmo from the cigar lounge can review this cigar yeah. so we just went a b c d e so it's the appearance the burn the construction the draw and then the overall enjoyment is the e so we rate all those out of 10 and then you take that score and you multiply it by two and i ironically these things hold up with like I mean, we're right in the ballpark with some of the best of them, just even in this simplified way of doing it. Yeah. And that was no, that was how we decided to do it. And we're not pretending that we're these, like, elaborate palettes. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, Jerry's probably the best at being able to, but I don't have these refined things where people are, like, white pepper and shit like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one a little crazier than that. I don't think I have the best palette anymore. I think Caleb has the best palette. This guy picks things out. We used to make fun of the things that Caleb would say that he got on Cigar Notes. We were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Now, when he says the things, you're like, I can see that. Yeah, I get that. I'm a studier of the leaf. I just, <laughs> I just like to kind of keep it more towards the... I think our show relates more towards the everyman because you've been around a lot of people in this industry. And there's some people when they talk to you, they come across as very pompous. And... I don't like that. Like, I just like, uh, to me, it, I will stick with it's, you know, I think it's really good. It's so, it's all right. Like, 
I didn't like this about it though. Like the flavors were there, that type of thing. Well, if you look at, as I said, the, the vast majority of cigar consumers, people that like the, 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 the cigar world and just enjoy smoking cigars, uh, which is most of the cigar smokers, not the geeks. Um, they, you lose them and we all lose them. And that's actually the reason why the cigar you guys are smoking is called the Splendors Undisclosed is that you lose them because we all get a bit geeky and we all get a bit, you know, lost into, we expect people to understand what Viso is and why Jalapa and where Jalapa is, where Jalapa is and, you know, the characteristics of the tobacco. And we, we talk about all those details and crazy shit and everything. And let's be honest, the guy that enjoys the cigar just because he enjoys the cigars, even though he might be interested, you're going to lose him after two minutes because he's going to be like, yeah, that's too much. I mean, I, and the reality is if you can keep it simple, understandable, then you win because the guy is there. He's sitting there. He's like, oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I understand that. Okay, I can relate to that. There you go. And the geek himself will understand the same things. And the geek, when get when he gets a chance to get more details, he's happy. But the reality is we all lose in this industry sight of the actual average consumer, which average, I don't mean it in a bad way whatsoever, right? I just mean the guy that enjoys like smoking cigars. He goes into his shop every week or every month or every day or whatever the frequency is, even if it's once a year, and grabs a cigar or grabs a box or grab boxes, whatever the fuck he smokes. And... Um, is happy about it. That guy doesn't give a fuck most of the time or will not remember or will simply tune out if you start telling him why you chose that priming of that specific, you know, tobacco and how you went to that and why that profiling, because he's going to be like, I, you know, great, but I'm not, I don't need that information for my life, right? It won't change anything to my enjoyment as long as I know that I like the brand or I like the people that that um, push me towards that brand because they know how I, you know, what I smoke, et cetera, et cetera, then you're good. The cigar is good. The cigar is bad. You know, keep it simple at the end of the day. That's my two cents at least, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. Which is funny is like, Jerry, I think you'll be able to attest to this. I have a, we have a coworker who we have tried to give him different brands, you know, you know, every day he smokes a cigar and it is the same quorum cigar (laughs) that he will not eat like, He's like, man, this is good, but I'm going to go get my quorum tomorrow. <laughs> I will absolutely bust this dude's balls. I'm like, dude, quorum is such garbage. It but is like him, garbage. But to him, it's a fucking Rolls Royce. But, yeah, like, but if it makes it. him happy at he the end of the day, you know, he that's the key, it. right? You should smoke a cigar because you enjoy it. At the end of the day, that's really what it is. If, if, if you find the enjoyment in that specific cigar, whether it's because the price is right for you, whatever or whether the profile is right for you, doesn't matter. As long as you're happy with it, you should stick to it. I mean, I, I highly recommend looking around because it's like food, right? You don't want, I, at least I don't want to eat chicken the same way every day. I'm going to go three times a day. I'm going to get bored out of my fucking mind. But I've been there. If, yeah. if that's if that's the thing you like, I had, we used to own a cigar shop in Geneva that we, we sold a few, what, two years ago now? Something like this, I, I can't remember. Um, and we had that one consumer client great guy amazing guy um for a little quick background story he was from the eastern european countries he left there when he was 17 with his brothers and came to switzerland for uh you know to try to look for a better opportunity didn't speak the language he still has a thick ass accent 
after all these years. These years, he speaks French, but a gas accent. Um, and the guy from started they started their build building company uh, with the brother. He was you know in that seventeen eighteen I think he was when he whatever really really young. Uh, these people in, uh, employ currently over twelve hundred people. Um, they built a crazy business. They're in the they're in the the biggest fortunes of Switzerland currently. Um, the guy is simple as his dream car is an Aston Martin, but he's always like, he, 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 he had bought, uh, S coupe cab 63 AMG as his fun car. And he, and we told him, why the fuck didn't you buy a, a an Aston? Aston was your dream. He's like, Oh no, no, no. I can't afford that. It's too expensive. <laughs> like, yeah, I think guy. I think you have you have Big a little bit of the him. weird syndrome there because I think you can't afford it without a problem. But he stayed very humble. However, that guy, big cigar smoker. But I was getting, I was like, I tried everything. Like all the years we had the shop, I tried everything to have him. He was, you know, smoke other things than what he was smoking. He was smoking the one cigar that I that I argue is probably one of the most looked sought after cigars but also one in my opinion probably one of the most disgusting cigars on the market which is the part of sd4 cuban cigar i hate that cigar i think it's a horrible cigar anyways he used to buy <laughs> 8 to 12 boxes of 25 count a month of it a month wow. that aston martin that was, payment might be there there's that oh, so the guy was but i tried every fucking thing i was like because he was such a great client and such a great person i was like every time i was like hey I give you a cigar. He's like, if you want to give me something, give me a D4. I was like, oh, fuck. No, okay, so, I'll give you a D4. <laughs> that's the dude at work, man. I'm telling you. We could get this dude. We could gift him a box of, like, Davidoff Winston's, right? The, yeah. the Pre-embargo. <laughs> like, they could be the most perfect cigar in the world. The whole box. As soon as that box is gone, he's going right back to the corn. He's right back. Right back. <laughs> like, hey, man, thanks for the box. You didn't change me at all. I'm going to go right back to what I smoke. Because yep. I'm out of what you gave me. But that guy Same is guy. the customer that though you want. And the, like everyone, every business needs those customers because that guy who 365 days a year, if he's smoking a cigar, it's a Cavalier. It could be the the seven dollar Cavalier, but seven times matter. 365 pays some bills. Well, I mean, well, that's the people that that pay the base bills, right? The, ba the, the basic bills that pay that that's the people that pay your bills. The uh, the rest is is interesting, and you need a bit of everything. But those people are key for any business, that's for sure. The 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 guy that is regular, that is on what you do, that you know, no matter what, is going back to. And it's I think it's the hard task when you're when you're starting something, whether it's you know a podcast, whether it's a cigar brand, whether it's whatever fuck you want to start or you started or you're doing. Um, when you're in those early stages. Getting people to trust you enough to do that yeah. is the hardest thing ever, right? Because trust is the, the only way you build trust is time. It's time and then try to fuck up as little as you can because you're going to fuck up. You're going to fuck up over and over and over again. The key is bounce fix back and try back. to make sure to not fuck up the same way again, right? Learn from it and go in and hope for that guy to continue to be your supporter, whatever happens. And it's, yeah, it just takes time. It takes time. Yeah. And I mean, obviously we also, to touch back to 
you know, you said your story was, you know, basically based on someone giving you a chance and helping you out. I've noticed, obviously, Cavalier is very, very prone to working with other brands and other people. Like, obviously, you've done your collaborations with uh, Pravada. Um, you even got Goss hustling for you. And yeah. Brought, <laughs> hey, hey, that dude, you know. Goss, Goss, Goss is the I man. Was, uh, yeah. So Goss is the man. Nick Goss, man. <laughs> I, I'm sitting there at the, at the local brick and mortar here, and he's sitting there. I get to talking to him. I'm like, yeah, you know. He's like, yeah, I do brokering for us. Uh, cavalier uh, this that i'm like yeah oh yeah let sebastian know you know we've been trying to schedule this dude for like a, a year now he's like all right let's do it right now i'm like okay let's do it right now he's like i'm just gonna call him and then i talked to you on the phone and what was it nine are. days two, ago uh, something like that yeah, not even two last weeks week ago, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> made my sunday I, I, yeah. yeah caleb's been waiting for this for a year he loves cavalier so yeah, much i do i do no, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate Excited. you, brother. No, Goss. We've got to give this guy a job. We're just going to fly his ass down there. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll come down. No, you're welcome. You're, you're, I said, you know, I, we, we set up the whole idea when we started actually creating our own infrastructure down here is to be able to receive people. So we have a house. Uh, we have a room for you if you come down here. And, you know, everything uh, is set up. It's never going to be, and we don't want it to be like that classical, you know, cigar factory tour. The people that come down here, Gus is a good example. He did, if you want to talk to him about it. Um, we, you're going to live the real life down here. You're going to eat in the streets. You're going to eat hot dogs. The only thing I can guarantee is at least we, we, we already tested the right and the wrong places, so you won't get too sick if you get sick. <laughs> Got it. We can't send but, Jerry. But that's, that's, that's I'm, right pick, I'm very picky. You know? I won't eat anything. I'll, I would starve if I went there. You know yeah. what? I've been to Mexico. See, I've ate the street meat off Cancun streets. It's not bad. It's better no, it's, than the it's, resort food. You just, you just have to know where you go, basically. That's the thing. But that's, that's the reason is you can visit a lot of people and, and you know, no, nothing bad about it, but it's going to be about their factory, their brand, and their tour and their compound, and you're going to be pretty much in there. You're not going to see much about the country, about other people's factories, other brands, and stuff like this. That's how we do it because when we're down here, we're all the time. You know, take the example Placencia, we're there all the time. Oscar, by a lot, is a great guy. We're there all the time. Um, it, you know, it's it's just we 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 go see the guys at Hatsa, General, um, et cetera, et cetera. We're just jumping Raices Cubanas, uh, and everybody down here helps each other, um, way or another. Oscar does our boxes. Hatsa does some of our boxes. Um, Placencia has been selling tobacco to us forever. Uh, Oscar is selling tobacco to us, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, raices and so on and so forth so what we do is when friends come down here they live our daily life with us here it's not about just hey let me show you what we do and how good we do it and then you go back and again and then again no no uh, no disrespect men right i think it's a great marketing tool and a great way to do it but uh we always said we want people to live the life that we live down here. I live like a, I live as a, as a as a kid basically down here, right? I was 22, 23 years old. I used to get drunk in the weirdest bars. Uh, walk back home at two in the morning in Honduras, right? When people are like, "Oh, it's the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous countries in the world," and blah blah blah. 
yeah, there is stuff happening, that's for sure. But if you don't, you know, get into wrong things, you should be pretty safe. I mean, you don't want to walk around with a gold chain and shit like this. You might, you might get into trouble. <laughs> but if no, you're humble, no, if you just, uh, no gold Cubans. Yeah, no, Cuban that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Or big fat Rolex or something like this. Probably not a good idea. But, um, but, but the reason is very simple is that there are people that are starving down here, right? There are people that just don't have another way or another option. It's not that they they want to do it. They just kind of try to survive. But anyway, um, out of that, if you do, if you live it this way, you, you have just a blast because you get to know people. Um, I we we have, you know, my wife is obviously from here, so she has friends all over. We go drop the baby in with a with a with someone to to take care of her. It's probably reputated to be one of the worst neighborhoods in the whole town, like not somewhere you want to go. We're there every day. Doesn't matter. I mean, you're not fucking, fucking with people. Still fucking kicking. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. You see the reality of everything, right? You give a job to take care of the baby or to someone that um, might the door might be just a piece of metal or something that they they drop there because they don't have more money to actually make a real door. But then you you have the the, the ability to provide a job to someone like this and actually help them. Uh, maybe get that door done. Maybe get you know something for their family. Get better food or whatever the fuck it is. But that's that's what it comes down to. I mean, respecting the people down here because they're the ones that give everything for this to be also happening. So. So, Sebastian, I have a quick question. You speak French, right? Yeah. You super fluent, I bet, right? Yeah. Somebody told me that all the words in French actually sound the same. <laughs> so, I, I kind of have this little thing, and I, I, I want you, I want you, to, I want you to say it. All right. There you go. So, there you go. How do you say the word "wait"? Attend or attendre. Okay, so I'm gonna read something in English, and I want you to. I want you to translate it because I heard all the, the words good, sound the same. The good thing is I could say whatever I want. I guess right. None of none of you. No, guys I just I, I have a theory. <laughs> okay, I'm I, good. I'm good. I have a theory. It's going to just sound the same. Okay, let's do it. All let's right, so it. it'll be wait. Your your aunt takes so much of your time. You have so many horse flies in your tent. <laughs> okay, I have a shitty memory, so let's let's do it by parts. So we'll go Attends. wait. Your Attends. aunt. That uh huh. That uh, and then, and then you have so many horse flies in your tent. Tu as tellement de horse flies, like mouche, like like a fly. The cheval, ouais, the the mouche. Don't attend. So attend, 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 That's crazy. There's there's a few like this, right? Um, That's wild to me. Doesn't isn't the word seal like for a sea lion? Isn't it like close to a very dirty word in in English? Uh, sea lion or like seal? Isn't it like a fuck? And it's like fuck. fuck. Yeah, fuck. Uh-huh. that's what I, uh-huh. That's what I heard about. I don't give a I don't give a fuck. <laughs> a seal, a seal. That's a clearly a seal. meant seal. So Sebastian, you seem like a guy that is very similar similar to me, Jerry and Geo. Uh, congrats on the family and the birth of your daughter as well. But how old are you? Because you seem like you're close to the same age as us. Well, first of all, thank you. And, and uh, 
congrats to all of you guys too, because I think we're all in the same boat there. Yeah. Um, girl dads. <laughs> girl dad life. Uh, yeah, girl dad life. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something. Holy shit. It's the most beautiful thing, but it's painful. It is. <laughs> it is it's a great painful. way to describe it. Oh, um, I am 32. 32. Yo, so you, so you are the same, same age same. as us. Yeah, you are the same age as us. So. Yeah. yeah. Be 33. Yeah, I just would have figured. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. It's... What were you doing at 17, Joe? He was starting a cigar company. <laughs> I was in college wasting my time. No, I was in. I was a junior in high school. Yeah. Just graduated. No, I was. Yeah, or, yeah. Just graduated at 17, yeah. Yeah, we fucked. I was 18. We, sorry. We're underachievers. <laughs> I was playing college baseball. I, but, I, I, don't uh, I don't know how you guys feel, but... I don't know how you guys feel, but I think one of the most difficult feelings that I deal with every day is underachieving. It's one thing that is a real fucking nightmare because it, it feels a bit like an illness, actually. Whatever you do is never enough. It's never I, fucking I enough. Yeah. I feel that. I feel like um, this isn't a sound cliche, but I always wanted to be a police officer. That's amazing. So I got it. That's amazing. I did it. Like I, I even remember as a kid Andy. talking about it. Excuse me. Even as a kid, I wanted to do it. Now being, you know, five and a half years in, along with my partner here, Gio, we ride forty plus hours a week in a car together. Then do this. It's my boy, and then yeah. we do this. So we spend a lot of our personal time together. Uh, I can say. Sometimes you're like, "Fuck, man, this is such a fucking crazy job." Like there are moments yeah, you're just like, "Holy shit." It's dangerous. Yeah. Um, just, it, it's more, if you're not a selfish person, like, like I don't consider myself selfish, so I, I feel bad for my family at home because, like, I can go to work and just get, I can get shot and get in a yeah. horrible car accident doing my job um, and just, you know, something horrible happened to me. And, like, most people can't say that about their jobs. No. So, like, obviously there's... um you know, a little bit of worry about your family at home when you do the yeah. job. Uh, just, you know, you never know if that's the last time you're going to see him. It's weird. It's, it's weird. It's Maybe terrible, somebody right? out there is having a bad day and they're like, you know what? I'm just going to go kill a fucking cop today. Yeah, and then you're I the mean, cop that's sitting there. And you yeah, don't. It, it's weird. But, Gio, you know what I mean. You really never know. And, like, you don't know if, like, when you're saying goodbye to your family, if it's going to be the last time. Yeah, it's I insane. mean. That's definitely a part of it. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, what's weird about our job is, like, I found myself, you know, extremely calm in most situations where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I probably, this is kind of, this definitely isn't normal. Like, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> like, especially now with the, like, the body camera, you can just rewatch what happened. You're like, oh, wow. All right. Well, that was dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> that was really bad. I'm going to probably do that different next time, but, you know. Hopefully it's, it's definitely, it, it has to be a, a, how do you call that, uh, a passion job, right? Because when you do stuff like this, it's, I just, I had a few friends that, that were also in the police in, in Switzerland and stuff like this. And, and obviously Switzerland is a bit more, there is probably a lot less risk than you guys face in the U.S. Let's just face it. There is a reality in terms of crime rate and stuff like this, not the same. And the country size and everything. I, I just, I think that the the fact of what you guys do, first of all, is is crucial to any to any functioning city, country, or anything, right? But it's 
I mean, I'm I'm guilty of it. I don't even think of it, you know, when 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 I when I see a cop car or something like this. But the reality, when you th start thinking of it, what you were saying is you don't know what could happen that day, right? You're gonna face probably some amazing days with great people, and then you're gonna face that crazy motherfucker in a car or or the guy in the park that is with a machete or something like this, and you don't know what could happen. The, the guy could just turn crazy on you. Yeah, it could be a crackhead in the park with a machete. Yep. That's it's just, that's me I mean, still crazy. I, eh, you know, <laughs> flip of a switch. Uh, our job, well, you know, one second you yeah. can be drinking your coffee, and the next you're going lights and sirens, ninety miles an hour to a person with a gun, yeah. and it happens very fast. You're gonna see the yeah, guy with yeah. the machete though, but yell at the people. Hey, you know what? I'm not in the mood for that today. You with the cigars, get out of here. I'm out. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the, what I'm the, here for. The strength, like every day that you have to have to do something like this, is is something that I think us common people that don't wear a uniform just don't realize. We we might say, you know, uh, we might thank people for their service or stuff like this, but none of us really understand. I think what it means on a daily basis. There's just no way to. I mean, we can imagine stuff, but there's no way to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list uh, five places real quick, and I just want a one-word answer. Your thoughts on it, all right? I'm just going to try this. Right? <laughs> Detroit. Oh. <laughs> one word. Shit, I have two coming to mind. Cold and potentially dangerous. Okay. <laughs> all right. Not wrong. Chicago. Cold as fuck. Okay. Um, let's just go Miami. Humid and hot as fuck. <laughs> All right. Switzerland. Mountains. What Mount was it? Mountains. Mountains. Mountain. Mountain. All right, Gio, give me the last one. Buffalo. <laughs> Animal? I don't know, a buffalo? Oh, well, buffalo's <laughs> the city. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's yeah, what no, I, 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 no, no, the good city. Yeah, but, but for some reason, it linked to the buffalo for me. All right, that's fair. All right. I just love that, like, universally. It's Detroit animal. is considered dangerous. You well, know what's crazy though? That and I don't know why. I mean, it's universally stupid. across the board, here's what's, dangerous. Here's what's crazy though. Like, not a lot of people know this. Like, Detroit actually like has a police commissioner that went straight. Fuck it, I'm going hard on crime. So their stats must be a new guy because no, this was like this for the last about like they've been on like a five year, to, five to ten year downward trend. I don't oh, know the exact. Numbers. I was saying because my brother was a sheriff there, and their police commissioner at the time had to carry a wooden gun because he had two sexual assault <laughs> allegations against them. Not even joking. I don't think it was that guy. But that's crazy. That was like five years ago because it was before my daughter was born. They made him carry the wood gun. He had to. <laughs> the commissioner. He had to. He had two like sexual assault charges. Jesus. I'm not even. My, bro my brother told me this dude couldn't carry a gun. Because all oh, the charges shit. he had against them, I honestly, Sorry, Gio, you know, ahead. feel bad when we when 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 I say dangerous or stuff like this, potentially dangerous, because that's exactly what people think when I'm down here, right? And it's I think it's just how things are advertised to you, um, because the reality is any city anywhere in the world, nearly anywhere in the world, has a certain level of danger and places you don't want to go to. And most of the time, it's because some people don't have another option. Um, and, and I think it's, it's fucked up. And I think it's fucked up for, for the, for, for Detroit. I think it's, but Chicago sometimes has a similar reputation. Someplace in New York, New York City has a similar situation, like reputation. But the reality is, like down here, 
if you don't mess with the wrong people and if you're, you know, you can always be the wrong place at the wrong time, right? That, that's just a fact. But it's so unfair. It's so unfair to the places and the people because we live it here every day. When we tell people, hey, why don't you come down to Honduras? They'll be like, yeah, no, but I'd go to Nicaragua. Why? Have you ever been? No. Well, but I heard it's dangerous. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a, what the fuck. I mean, that's just Americans. So like Americans, no, no, it's, are, it's the whole world. It's oh, yeah, I feel world. like Americans are especially like that. See, yeah, I'm not going there. It's dangerous. I wouldn't have thought twice about Honduras, but like I also like see, I grew up and also in like Hispanic culture. So like I think I know you know where and like what's there, but like yeah. I think Mexico is more dangerous than Honduras personally. Like, but. Some places, I guess. Sebastian yeah. married into the Hispanic culture, man. Yeah, you know? I did. I did. Got, got I did. A, one of those Latino, like the, the he, Latina mommies. He uh, likes that I, rice and beans. <laughs> good eats. It good reminds eats. me. It there. reminds me of that real uh, asking why, and then, you know, because I don't want peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's 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 one thing that I learned, you know, especially not having any any roots here prior. Um, is that the heart of people down here is just incredible. They'll give you everything. They'll give you everything they have without even thinking about it. And that's something that we have a lot of, you know, to learn from. Uh, it's not, it's an, it's the other extreme, right? You shouldn't go all the way there, but giving a hand when you can, it makes a difference. It really, and, and again, it's always when you can, it's not do it by default. It's when you can, you should do it because you can change someone's life by doing so. A hundred percent. And like I said, like, obviously, you know, the Latin American countries all have their own different spin on things. Like, you know, me being Puerto Rican, like we all have our little like inner rivalries, like yes. Puerto Rico hates Mexico. Like, and that day, you know, that's Trinidad, Oscar De La Hoya shit right there. <laughs> like, uh, you know, Various. I'm sure there's sports related things. Like, what's the one? What's the country that like Colombia is biggest? Is it Argentina? Probably. Like with soccer or Brazil. Like uh, yeah. I'm sure all those South American countries hate each other's soccer clubs, especially the international ones. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Brazil had yeah. Brazil had a, a a role a few decades ago. They were just incredible. Yeah. Then it just never, they never, and I'm not a big soccer guy, but I, I, I always remember, right, because you were up soccer, um, and they had those World Cups in Brazil and France and all those things in Brazil. You got the Bundesliga the in like Germany, that. though. Where? In Germany? The German Bundesliga. That, yeah, that's a the, good league. Yeah, Germany is very good. I mean, most of Europe is. Switzerland sucks. <laughs> we're just so bad. We're just neutral. We, we do, yeah, we do tennis, we do neutrality, and we do ski. That's all we do. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, yeah. Swiss, Swiss skiers. Oh, wait. Yeah. wait you yeah. guys got the Alps and shit, man. Not only that, they got. You're born into the fucking ski. You, they put skis yeah, yeah. on. Not only that, they got Swiss chocolate, and then you got the Hydron, you got the big collider in Geneva, Switzerland, yeah. which uh, could relate to uh, the Mandela effect and all sorts of crazy things. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got to bring it up. This guy. <laughs> but, uh,. I don't know if these guys got any more questions for you, Sebastian, but, uh, dude, I just want to say thanks for taking time in the afternoon to come on. Obviously, I know of the course. factory's not open on Sunday, so you pretty much made this trip to the factory to come hang out with us for an hour. and I really appreciate that, man. I just have one. Go no, I appreciate you guys. All right, Sebastian, I've been growing my beard out for a couple of weeks now. 
how much longer do I have to grow it out to get like you and a couple other of the Cavalier guys to get into the Cavalier gang? How much longer do I got to go? It all depends on the genes, but no, it's uh, it's funny because everybody goes around a bit like this. I mine kind of tapped out after five years. Really, I'm not growing anymore. And honestly, since the baby arrived, I lost like half of it. What? It's so painful. I, I feel like it's the one one thing. Oh yeah, it's oh, the, the one thing she pulling. fucking yep. goes in and pulls it. Down. It's horrible. It's horrible. Oh, it's Caleb, like you're, you're, if you had a beard like that, so Kenny would it, be swinging it, from give it. it. A, give it. I'd say give it two to three years, and you'll have it, and we'll be good. I don't know if I got the patience to grow it out that long. Once I hit a <laughs> month, it's like I just shaved the neck beard, so it's like I got to keep this the the face yeah, beard the going. Sides, yeah, yeah, you well, got to keep it it's, trimmed. It's, it's it's funny because how that started is actually I used to have hair. Well, it's, that's a genetic <laughs> thing. to stress and hold genetics. on, hold on, hold on. Um, yeah, no, you don't see it anymore. I look, oh yeah, I see. I look like, you did. Yeah, used I look to like have a it. monk. If it grows, I look like a monk. It's like the sides and nothing on top. We call um, that the half the half moon. Yeah, well, yeah, it's 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 pretty nasty actually. But um, uh, at the time, I used to have a bit of hair and I had no beard. And um, when I quit everything and I left for here, I said, "Hey, you know, I don't I don't have a job or anything. I'll just let it grow, and then I'll probably cut it back when I get back." Right. And um, my brother said, well, he was studying at the time. And he was like, yeah, I'll do the same. You know, I'll come and see you in a few months. I'll let him grow and we'll see who gets the longest beard. And uh, ever that, ever since, I never cut it. I mean, I had once or twice people go in and stuff, but it's just there. It's I think if I cut it, my alien never knew me without a beard or anything. I think I'd get oh, a divorce if I, if I tried. Do you think if you changed yeah. up how you dress and shaved off your beard, she would know it was you? No tattoos exposed either. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good one. Well, yeah, the 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 sight, right? The the, the eyes and everything. Is You're not allowed but, to talk but... though. So like the the accent would give it away immediately. Yeah, you wouldn't be allowed 100%. to talk. Yeah, hundred percent. I think so. I think so. The baby, we we look too much alike with the baby now. We have the same expression, so she knows how it would. Look That's like. called God's <laughs> DNA test, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much, pretty much. At least there is one thing that is sure: is I know I'm the father. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we don't have to worry about you being on Maury. Mm. So how? So you two got so Joe and Jerry, you both got a baby somewhere around the same time as I did, right? First yes. one. Yes, and you, Caleb, were your your kid is already older, or is it also somewhere newborn? Still, uh, I got one going on five, and one at three and a half. So they're seasoned okay. veterans. They're se- <laughs> yeah, I'm a seasoned vet, and they're very helpful with mine. They they love coming over and seeing their little cousin. They'll be over later. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. We're actually, we're celebrating. Uh, what you're Couple. coming, right? Yeah, I'm coming. I'll be here. Yeah. I'm probably just gonna stay here. I'm not gonna leave. Perfect. <laughs> Let's just get drunk. I, dude, this bottle's going down pretty easy. So. Like, what was it? Sunday fun day, right? Sunday fun day. Like, throwback to the time when we didn't have kids. Sunday fun day. We're getting drunk. I haven't had a good oh, Sunday oh, fun day in a long time. Yeah. Or, or a good sleep, I bet. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I got a little hair of the dog. <laughs> a little hair of the dog that bit me last night. Uh, what do you, Sebastian, what do you like to drink if you're a drinker? Uh, are you bourbon whiskey? Are you a wine guy? Or what do you like? It depends. It varies a bit. I used to drink quite a bit more than now, to be honest. Uh, but that's just life, I guess, where the kid kind of changes things. Um, but I, there is one thing I really discovered when I moved to the U.S. It's the bourbon side of things. 
because honestly, uh, in Europe, it's shit. I mean, you don't get anything. Now it's opening up a bit, but nothing to see what what what, what, what you can actually describe. I always when when I moved to the US, I was like, yeah, bourbon is shit. I got here, and then people are like, wait a minute, and we'll have to make you try some stuff and. You try a blend ones or you try stuff like this and you're like, oh, that's actually really fucking good. So I really like it. I really like bourbon. Before that, I used to like rum a lot and um, single malt whiskeys. Wine is always part. Wine is always part of the culture. We have a winemaker in the family, um, and so it's you know I kind of I don't want to say I grew up with it, but I kind of grew up with it. So red wine is always something that I I, I live with, right? And, Got it. The Cavalier, you know, aged in Cabernet cast coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) Probably be decent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's wine and cigars together. I always thought was one of the most difficult things. Make sure Um, you got that diamond right there. Oh yeah, look at that thing. (laughs) The diamond. Look at the diamond. It's underneath the band on the yeah. uh, It's underneath. Underneath the band on the LE twenty twenty three and twenty twenty two. Yeah, in all the LEs, you actually have them covered. Yeah, yeah. It was when we released the first one. People were like, "Why the fuck do you do that? Where's the where's the goal?" We'll just smoke it. We'll figure it out. Um, And we 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 did get the same same reaction when we came out with the. uh, I have a box here, the inner circle and the man rouge and all those things, because that was a decision to actually create a new set of brands like Teresa Inquentes set of brands within the portfolio that had their own identity and everything. And people kind of were like the people that have been used to carry with gold. I mean, we're like, what the hell, what the hell are you doing? Are you getting out and, you know, away from it? Or no, it's just, they had their own message, right? They had to carry their own message. And the only way to do so is to not mix it up with what is already existing, but make sure that they stand on their own. So that's why, but yeah, no, the, the LEs always have it. Always. All right. I got one last question for you, Sebastian. Let's do it. What did we just smoke? <laughs> um, so I said event exclusive, exclusive para eventos, and uh, the the cigar is called "The Blend is Undisclosed." Uh, I said earlier, be- simply because we get too geeky, and uh, the, the the whole thought was let's create a cigar that is meant to be enjoyed and not meant to be talked about. So that's all you're going to get from it. <laughs> I tried. Very, very, I tried. Good, good very good, good very good cigar, by a- the way. Very good. Thank you. A- ancient Swedish secret. <laughs> or Swiss secret. Swiss, Swiss secret. secret. Swiss secret. <laughs> Fuck that up. No, I appreciate I, I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate your patience uh, with me because I know it's been, it's been a while. Um, You'll be at the show, right? Yes. Yes. All right. We're going to, we're going to come pop over. Hell yeah. Love it. Love it. Yep. I actually, actually, uh, I was, I was thinking about something the other day. I need to push out a video or something, just letting people know that if they don't know where to smoke at PCA, we have a spot for them. It's called Booth 1767 Cavalier. <laughs> 1767. You heard it here. There'll be cigars. There'll be cigars. All right, my man. We'll be there. We'll come vi- Love it. visit. It'll be awesome. Can't wait. You took care of us last year, so I, I appreciate that as well. We actually well, let these age for a year. Yeah, but these have been aging since you gave them to us. A year, nearly. Well, no, three quarters, three quarters. Yeah, about of a year. that. Nine months. Yeah. Yeah, nine months. Mine yeah, is how long with, it took you to, you know, push them out. Yeah, with the, and and I get lost with the 
the PCA move, you know, from July to March or something. Personally, uh, I fucking love it. It's freezing mm-hmm. cold here in Buffalo. I can't wait to leave. <laughs> yeah, it's I like know. going and getting away. <laughs> and you, no, you'll like sense. it because it's more moderate temperatures, not that hot, hot. <laughs> but no, it's not. July in in, in Vegas is horrible. It's horrible. One hundred and fifteen degrees yeah. last year. Yeah, there was a year it went over one twenty five, and <laughs> it's just you know that for for people that haven't experienced it, um, just heat up your oven like really hot and then open the door and put your face close to it. You'll feel it. That's exactly, that's how Vegas feels in summer. It's like that Terrible hot air just too. blowing yeah. right to your face. Not a great cigar smoking atmosphere either. Oh no, no, no. When you're Dry inside, it right it's okay. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. That being said, um, thank you for coming on. Uh, how can our listeners find you? So, we um, one great way to actually uh, stay on top of what we're doing is IG Instagram. Uh, so I'd recommend for everybody that likes the brand or uh, would like to learn more about the brand to go at on Instagram at at Cavalier underscore cigars, uh, and you'll have most information there. So and we appreciate all you guys' support and everything you do. It means a lot to us. It means a lot to us. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you. If you don't mind. Uh, leaving your desktop open just for like maybe two minutes just to yep. let this file upload a little longer and just make sure it gets there. And aside from that, thank you for coming on. Guys, make sure you guys are checking out Cavalier Cigars on Instagram. Do you guys have a website? Yeah, we do. It's currently under you guys do like uh, merch updates. and shit? We do, but event only. Um, mm, so right. if you want merch and stuff like this, come see us at events. Try to Everything this know, guy does is exclusive. Everything. <laughs> Gotta be in the club. Gotta be in the club. Cavalier in the inner circle. (laughs) Gotta (laughs) gotta be in the inner circle. And grow out your beards, folks. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Sebastian. Good talking to you, man. And enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you next month. See you, brother. You guys take care. See you next month. Bye. (laughs) All right, fellas. Uh, That was a great interview. Sebastian, great guy. Caleb, how you feeling, man? Oh, this is a... like a year or so in the makes. It was awesome to talk to him. Great guy. Uh, speaks great English, too, by the way. No problem understanding any accents or anything like that. So pleasure having him on. Pleasure smoking a, another Cavalier cigar. So dream episode for me. Yeah, you really you love Cavalier, man. I do. You really love Cavalier. Dude, dude this is a good brand. And all you guys out there, if you haven't explored or tried uh, Cavalier, go get freaky and experiment with it. All right. That being said, <laughs> Caleb, we got some shit to get to. That's right. And now it is time for Patrol Gone Wild, brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, the makers of such fine cigars, such as Mi Cadera, Sin Compromiso, Sober Mesa, and many others. So without further ado. Without further ado. Patrol Gone Wild. We're doing it big. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go first. So we have a burglar reportedly enjoyed ramen noodles and hot chocolate during a break-in at a stranger's home. So this is a story out of New Mexico (laughs) where a, yeah, we don't have a lot of New Mexico stories there, Gio. Uh, So we have a burglar who made his way into a stranger's house and he cooked himself a meal of uh, ramen noodles and hot chocolate before he was arrested. Strange combination. I know what you're thinking. Uh, So you have Tommy Lee Lucero, age 44, uh, found on a Saturday by officers in uh, New Mexico, a small town right across the uh, Texas border from El Paso. 
uh, a lady returned home to find uh, Tommy in her house around 6 p.m., uh, where he was just hanging out in her bedroom, uh, <laughs> eating ramen noodles and hot cocoa. And uh, she screamed, get the F out of my house. And she bolted and ran by to a neighbor's house before she called the police. Uh, you know, very upset mugshot, as you can see. Uh, but he made himself feel at home. He just wanted a meal, some hot chocolate. Uh, ate a couple other leftovers in her fridge. Emptied out her whole fridge and pantry, actually. So this guy was very hungry. Um, he actually tossed his laundry in with her laundry in the washer and dryer as well. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. Ew. Well, Ew. That, you, would, that would upset me more than the dude eating the ramen noodles. Yeah, I, I think apparently he took a shower too because all the men's shower products were removed from the house as well and the floor was left a wet towel there. So this guy was just making himself at home. Uh, police came and he actually said, no, I don't know what this lady's talking about. This is my house. Uh, he stated he lived there for some reason. Uh, so he's being uh, held on bond with charges of burglary and concealing his identity. I just thought it was very funny. The Raymond noodles hot chocolate combination out there. Pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. I I feel like Gio and I actually... Uh, wait, were you there? Oh, man. I don't know if you were. No, you weren't. Dude, during the storm last year, uh, another officer and I had a very similar situation. This guy, uh, he went into somebody's house and they couldn't get to their home. So he was just in their house. That's uh, messed up. Like laying on the couch. He was using their phone charger. He was just hanging out there. And we got there and we we're like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, dude, it's three degrees outside. I would be dead if I didn't come in here. I would have died. That, that, that's and, a more reasonable one. And I, and I kind of <laughs> like, as fucked up as it is, because obviously we lost 50, 50 fucking people at least in this storm. It was like catastrophic to this community um i don't even think we ended up charging them because the the person found out about it and they were like yeah i mean as long as he didn't like destroy anything or do any like weird shit in my house i'm okay with it but aside from that you know like you still shouldn't have been in there and i think we were pretty lenient on him uh he turned out to be like an illegal alien from mexico oh, no. and he was like a day laborer so uh yeah, yeah, it was kind of like this fucked up situation where the dude's <laughs> boss told him, like, hey, I think these people are out of town, and I think you could just go into their house. Like, weird, weird ass shit. So like, you guys experienced that Patrol Gone Wild story. Correct. Well, I did, experienced yeah. it. Yeah, it was fucking weird. I but, mean, like, at the same time, you didn't, you weren't, like, you kind of understood it. That was, yeah, yeah it, hey, I'm going to die versus this guy just is uh, vagrant and then tried to claim ownership like he at least gave a reason he's like well i could die in the cold or hang out in this person's house and be respectful to it yeah it was but, a fucking weird one yeah um obviously guys i was looking forward to talking about this uh this hurts me as a, a police officer to talk about but uh this is a florida deputy resigns after mistaking an acorn falling on his car for gunshots, and he open-fired on a suspect who was in his custody. Uh, this is a really fucked up story. Um, an investigation found in Okaloosa. Um, Officer Hernandez open-fired after an acorn fell on his vehicle and made a noise, and apparently he thought that I don't know what the hell he was thinking, so we'll just let this clip play. For anyone that didn't see this, uh, this is pretty sensitive shit, so uh, I'm not going to... I'm just going to warn you in advance. Uh, if you didn't see the clip, 
This yeah. guy isn't the brightest. He's not he's not the sharpest acorn in the in the tree. Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! You know. Apparently, this guy was in handcuffs as well. Um, a silencer, right? You said it was yeah. It was reported that perhaps his his girlfriend or whatever, whoever he was having some sort of domestic issue with, uh, said that there was a silencer on his gun. There was no gun. Uh, this dude just opened fired on a guy trapped in the back of a police car in handcuffs. Um, yeah, really, really insane situation. Uh, yeah, just kind of reminds me of like Frank Reynolds and. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Wow. But it's a lucky thing I had my pieces. Your, your pieces? My gun. Oh. Right. Anyway, I started blasting. Bang! Wow. Bang! No, I don't see so good, so I missed. Then they ran away. I ran after them. Okay. Bang! Try to shoot them in the back. But I don't want so good either. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, as Frank would say, this dude just started blasting up on this dude. Uh, this deputy has resigned. But then not only on top of that did he resign, he was also fired. So yeah. I, I don't you know which one. You can't resign. Ha- you're fired. Yeah, you well, can't no, resign. You're, you're fired. fired. Uh, this dude. Um, the barrel. This roll. is every citizen's worst nightmare. You're just trapped in the back of a fucking police car. You can't get out. An acorn falls on the car. Dude thinks for some reason after he does a pat uh, down, pat down everything that you have a gun with a silencer in the back and just open fires on the back of his own police car. Uh, does a crazy triple barrel roll says that he shot he's not he's not he even probably, close to shot he probably rolled over a rock hit him in the nuts or something like not that. even close to shot and then just open fired on the back of this car uh this is uh I, I don't like to monday morning quarterback but i'm gonna just say this guy fucked up bad like there's not like this is why people give police so much shit like this is bad like first off I don't like, yeah, like you said, I don't like Monday morning quarterbacking any kind of police work. This is fucking, this is insane. This is insane. Like, whatever this dude has been through, like, I... I don't know, like, maybe it was military. Whatever he had going on, he should not be interacting with the public in that capacity if he's spooked by an acorn. Uh, really hated his cop car that day. He just like was like, "This patrol car sucks. We got to get out of this car." Maybe that was a situation. I, I dude, Probably I gotta not. say, I don't, I don't know the exact uh, thing. I was trying to find. Did you ever find out how long this guy was on the job? No, I'm, I'm feeling like articles are probably scrubbing that. So maybe. I don't know. You think this would be a rookie move? You'd maybe hope it is a rookie move because you don't want this from a seasoned vet on the force. The thing is, I, I guess his sergeant was on scene too. You can hear her speak in the background. She's like, "Where?" He's like, in the car, in the car. He just starts open firing on the car. He's rolling around the ground. The mag's falling out of his gun. The gun's falling out of his hand. He's screaming that he's shot. He's clearly not shot. And then there's just some citizen in the back of the vehicle, probably like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. Like, thankfully, this is, he never got shot once. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, that would have been, uh, like, 
terrible situation. I mean, I'm gonna. This guy's going to jail. You I, think so? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think he's going to jail. I just don't think he'll ever be. Able, he technically. Dude. This is all. You could say it. This is all just attempted. Murder. Here's my thing, though. They already just considered that was force was excessive. If your department already says it from a legal standpoint, like you don't got shit to say, and he resigned. So therefore, like you got two fuck ups against you. This dude needs to go the mental health route right away. Oh, like, yeah, right away. Um, well, that well, that I, suspect I, in the car, multi million dollar lawsuit against the sheriff's department, without a doubt, and he's gonna win that. Oh my goodness! The video evidence is there. He's gonna win. I can't sleep at night. I wouldn't be able to sleep that night. I can no. you imagine being the next officer that interacts with this man? I promise there's not going to be any acorns, sir. <laughs> like he gets a free pass. It's funny, but it's not funny. First uh, off, the memes about this were, from a law enforcement perspective, hilarious. From a general public, <laughs> I can understand why like people would be upset about this completely. Like this is not reasonable. Like no, this is insane. This is just what the fuck were you thinking? We'll go on to like less more lighter hearted patrol gone wild stuff. Uh obviously this story could not be ignored. The only reason we're even talking about this like on here is because thankfully no one was seriously hurt. Yes. If but, uh this man would have been shot, we would not even have been talking about I've this. Been, this this, this guy's is just a fucking moron. An idiot. Yeah. An idiot. And uh yeah. This is why I believe not everyone should be a police officer. But hey, it is what it is. Gio, what do you got for us, brother? All right. Well, out of Beverly Hills, California, a California burglar was caught on drone own footage tumbling from his crime. Guys, wait till you see this one. What the fuck was he doing? Why was he climbing on top of the garage? I think that because there was so much brush or trees or whatever, he was trying to escape like over on that roof. But this guy is clearly a uh, bumbling idiot. Uh, David Verdun, 36, broke into the home in Beverly Hills last month while climbing the ladder to escape. As we saw, he fell into the home's pool. Uh, after climbing out of the pool, Verdun tried to hide in the yard, but police found him and then took him into custody, and he was charged with burglary, amongst some other charges. I mean, he's... I tried to find uh, a mugshot, because I knew it just would be hilarious. He'd be pool-soaked, and... <laughs> be all wet. It, it didn't work out. He's it, lucky. He didn't... When he fell off that ladder, he didn't hit his head, like, on the side of the pool. Like, he could have really just killed himself or something like that, falling on the edge of the pool. He's lucky. <sighs> What a moron. Like, who thought this was a good idea? He did not wa watch Ocean's Eleven, that's for sure. No, no smooth getaway. And I just love this video era where, like, you know, I don't know if this was, I, it's not clear to me if this was, like, a uh, police drone that caught it or, like, just some random drone footage, but that makes it even funnier to it me. It does. Oh, man, I appreciate stuff like this. The thing is, uh, when he fell into the pool and it looked like he almost got caught up, um, thankfully he didn't, like, yeah, hit his head and, like, roll into the pool and drown. I mean, we don't want to see people die. Right, but, I mean, if anything, that would be some form of karma. Don't break into fucking people's houses. Yeah, don't break into people's houses and, yeah. 
yeah, street justice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, it, <laughs> street justice just, is right. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if that's just, street uh, justice. That's pool sorta, justice. Sorta. It's like, yeah, and girl, lifeguard pool justice. not on duty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this guy's drowning. Yeah, but he tried to, you know, break into that person's <laughs> house. We'll give him a couple minutes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, you got to save that guy. Yeah, unfortunately. But he didn't drown, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. That being said, uh, Troll Gone Wild. Troll Gone Wild. Three funny stories. Uh, obviously, the second one's not really that funny. This is just a absolute fuck up by this guy, but whatever. Got to talk about it. So, guys, uh, tune in next week for another Troll Gone Wild segment brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. All right. What do we got next, Caleb? All right. It's time for news with Caleb in the cigar and whiskey business. So, let's go. All right. It's got to hit. It. There we go. Here we are. All right, up first, we have Patina Cigars adds Oro de Nicaragua as a new core line. So from Mo Mali, uh, guest, uh, guest on the show before uh, in the past. So they're doing a new line of cigars. It's brought to you by My Father Cigars for Casa de Monte Cristo in Chicago. Um, it brought Mo... Casa de Monte Cristo, please correct that. It, nah, he just let him do what he does. Let me cook. Yeah, let him cook with well, the, with with the, the Monte Crisco. Crisco. <laughs> so this is what got this is what got Mo into the world of boutique cigars. So this is what happened to him from ten years ago. Uh, so he's been thinking about this for quite some time, and he eventually led it to purchasing the name and creating a new core line. So it uses an Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper and an Ecuadorian Sumatra binder. Uh, the filler includes tobacco from Nicaragua as well as Connecticut broad broadleaf. Um, it is produced at Nicaragua America Cigars SA in Esteli, and uh, comes in four different sizes. So you can have a robusto, a toro, a toro extra, and a lancero as well. Uh, all boxes of twenty, uh, around two hundred sixty for the robusto, and up to three twenty for the toro extra. Um, so. It brings some complexity to a well-balanced cigar, says Mo. Uh, maybe something we get into, guys, uh, upcoming. If you uh, happen to go through our emails, this is already something I've already messaged him about. So I didn't look. There's a, there's a chance that we're going to be doing this on the show with Mo. So uh, These cigars are scheduled to uh, hit market in mid-March, so r- maybe right around PCA time. So Cool. Be on yeah. the lookout for that. And our next story, we have... United Cigars, uh, we just had Oliver on uh, on our last episode or two, uh, scheduled the Gold Star Limited Edition for next month. So also in March. So this is our cigars created to honor the United States Navy SEALs and their family. Uh, they are uh, six by 54 Toros, extra Vitolas, which will uh, release for $20 a piece. Uh, each box will contain 20 cigars, and there's going to be 400 boxes made. Um, it is an Ecuadorian Habano. 2000 intermediate wrapper covered with a Indonesian Sumatra binder with Connecticut broadleaf tobacco grown in Dominican Republic as a filler. So in addition to the 400 boxes, there's also going to be a couple uh, boxes uh, autographed and signed for retired Navy SEALs as well. Um, And there's going to be money raised for each box going to the Navy SEAL Museum, Trident House Charities and Swim with the Mission as well. So very excited to release these in. Oliver actually had a quote in this article. This is um Chris Kyle edition. <laughs> this is why I really appreciate United. They do a lot of stuff like this. And that's why I feel like everybody that listens to this show needs to support that brand. They do a lot of work. 
for different parts of the country. Uh, dude, it's called United for a reason. They always do shit like this. And this is, this is uh, you know, it speaks for their company. And obviously, Oliver, uh, great company, great people. Make sure you guys are supporting them. Um, so this is going to debut at PCA 2024. And boxes are scheduled to ship in March as well. So we will get to the cigar in March, hopefully at PCA. And then retailers will get it as well. So Perfect. All right. And up next, we have a whiskey story. We have uh, Crown Royal Blackberry. It's already out now. Uh, there's a lot of hype over this. It's not going to hit New York until April, although it said, you know, March. But I know some states, like such as Florida, they already have this. It's uh, shipped by the pallet down there. I've actually tasted this. I know we're, we're, it's a flavored whiskey. It's Canadian. It's not something we're accustomed to at Down to Earth Podcast. As a flavored whiskey, I'm not a fan of Blackberry at all. This is fantastic. I've tried it. It's it's amazing. I hate Blackberry. I'm not that Blackberry brandy guy like the South Buffalonians are accustomed to. I was going to say the South Buffalonians and their Blackberry brandy. Yep. This, this is, is gonna... going to be an absolute hit at our oh, local watering hole. Dude. Oh, my goodness. I, you know exactly where this will be. They'll go through a bottle and a half to two a night. Well, so here's what's going to happen. In New York, in April, when it hits shelves, every store can only get one box per month of each size. So the 750, the liter, and the mag, you're only going to be able to get one box a month. So this can be like how Crown Peach started in New York. You only Very limited, only one or two bottles on the shelf. It's going to start like that in April in New York. But I know in Florida, I got family down in Florida. They're already getting this by the pallet load. I've tasted it. It's so awesome. Mixes with the Sprite or lemonade, and you have quite the drink, my friends. All right, cool, man. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Uh, cigar review. Cigar review. Got to get to that. All right, I'm it's gonna be a right tough here. one. We don't really know a lot about it because this blend is undisclosed. <laughs> I know you tried to pry that from uh, Sebastian. I um, didn't really pry. I just I, was like, all right, one tried. last question. What is this? What did we smoke? All right, so we did the uh, PCA release. This is a, like event-only cigar from Cavalier. It is called This Blend is Undisclosed. Uh, appearance, I'm giving an 8.5. I like the size of the cigar. Uh, the green band on it, I like the color green. It pops. So 8.5 for me. Uh, burn, I gave it a 9. No issues, no relights. Uh, construction, gave it a 9. Ash when you wanted to. It really held up. Uh, draw, I, I went with the V-cut because of the shape. I should have went with the straight cut. I think it would have had a better smoking experience. So I gave the draw an 8.5. Uh, but enjoyment, I gave it a 10. I've been a fan of Cavalier since the, smoke, since the first Cavalier cigar I smoked. Finally, it was great to have Sebastian on. It deserves a 10. Overall, that's a 45 for me. Times it by 2. You get a 90. Uh, notes on this thing. Uh, upon the cold draw and the first light, a lot of chocolate. Uh, great smell in the room. Uh, I particularly remember when Gio lit this, and I was like, this cigar smells great, because he lit it before me. Uh, as I went on with the, you know, further of the smoking, uh, maybe halfway, got a lot of leather notes, and then at the end, some light pepper. But as I said in our early review of the first time we did a Cavalier on the show, I got a little bit of those buttery popcorn hints in this cigar, and, you know, I really liked it. 90, great score for an undisclosed blend from Cavalier. Uh, obviously, we were trying to do the inner circle, which would have been the 2023 uh, LE last year. Uh, wasn't able to get to us, so we ended up doing the Cavalier. This blend is undisclosed. Uh, the appearance, I gave it an 8. Plain band. Have no idea what the hell I just smoked. Uh, 
Cigar looked really great. Uh, this thing's been sitting around aging since Gio and I picked these up at PCA last year. Uh, Sebastian, what a guy. Hook, I'm, I'm glad up. Vegas didn't damage these in travel. Nah, first. man. We we obviously took care of them. Uh, really like this cigar, man. Uh, I wish I knew what the hell it was. Uh, the burn, I gave it a nine. Construction, I gave it a nine. Draw was also a nine. I straight cut mine as I usually do. Uh, overall enjoyment, I gave it a 9.5, bringing me to a 44.589 overall. Um, some notes I got on the cigar. Uh, I don't know how you guys felt. Uh, the draw, to me, was, it, I mean, it gave off, like, the perfect amount of smoke output. Uh, I got some chocolate notes and, like, dark coffee beans. Um Black coffee, really, really good, not harsh, some light pepper. Uh, I actually think the final third was the best part of it. Uh, yeah. That's when I'm starting to really be able to taste stuff on this thing. So uh, I really like the cigar. I wish I knew what it was. Sebastian, maybe. Uh, <laughs> what do you think the wrapper was? If you had to guess. Oh, I would say like I'm going to just. Take a shot in the dark here, like maybe like a Ecuadorian Sumatra. So my guess, since I said those buttery <clears throat> popcorn notes, I would say something, whatever they did with that like B2 Jalapa that we smoked prior, because I got that buttery popcorn. I think it's got to be whatever that blend was, something similar. That's That would be my best guess. What do you think, Gio? I mean, I didn't consider this very spicy, so I don't think it's Habano. Um it's tough because Sebastian has a toolbox that he plays with a lot of different wrappers and blends. Um, I mean, I'm taking the cop out, but I'm going with some kind of Maduro. Okay. Yeah. But I'll get into my review now at that point. With that being said, nice little easy transition. So appearance, this blend is undisclosed. Cavaliers event exclusive. Appearance, I gave it an eight. I'm pretty sure he said it only came in bundles for the shows. This type of guy he is, he makes this just pretty much, from my understanding, as giveaways. Just uh, people... The concept behind it I really enjoy when he gave the actual explanation for that. But uh, Burn, I gave it a 9. I didn't have a lighter for most of the show, so I only had to touch this up like once or twice. And I was a fan. Uh, Burn very, very, very well. Uh construction i'm not wearing it i think i got more from this strawberry fucking wafer on me than i did the cigar that's a good sign draw i went with the punch uh even with it being that smaller ring gauge like you said great smoke output burn very very well uh in conjunction with that and that's always a good sign you know when we have some varying cuts because obviously people have their preferences in that regard Enjoyment, I gave this a 9.5. I really enjoyed talking with Sebastian. It's nice because you have a guy who's got a completely different worldview and life experiences, but the same age as you. So yeah. that is... It's important. Yeah. So there's rel- you know, ways you could relate to the gentleman, and then on top of that, like, also get a new perspective from him. Like, love is no plan B. You know, it's a very, very different mentality that... I wish you had a lot more. There were more people out here that had that type of life views because guys not, you know, denying it's hard, but 
if that guy could sell all his possessions and go move to a underdeveloped country and build a brand and business and provide all those opportunities yeah. for those people in that community and still maintain an attitude and humble nature and be a very very happy person there's plenty of opportunities here you know bro he's a, he's married to a latina man there is no failure yeah he's listen all that tells me is he likes the crazy <laughs> <laughs> Gio tells me all the time about the Hispanic girls. Nope. <laughs> Dated a couple. I can I can concur. Dated a couple Puerto Ricans for sure. Bro. Latina mommies. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, but you want you want you want Gio Italian. told me his number one rule for dating is he'll never date a Hispanic girl. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. Gio went Italian. That's just about as close as you can get to Latina. I'm married to an Italian just man. About a, I, so I live I. a good life, man. I mean, my wife's like half Italian, so I mean just as close as crazy as can be. But although they say Polish is crazy too. Yeah, Polish mm. girls are kind of nuts. Yeah. Especially around here. Here's the problem. Like you guys don't understand, like the minute a Hispanic woman gets upset and like if they're like not stable in their life stage, like suddenly like there's 13 cousins, they're keying your car and shit. That's exactly <laughs> why I broke up with my last Puerto Rican girlfriend. That's exactly Slashing why. your fucking tires and like, honey, we're together still. You just cost us a thousand dollars. Fuck you. you were mad. <laughs> You're paying for that shit. That's pretty much how it would go. <laughs> And then they would pay for it and then be fine with it. It's like fucking weird, man. Just the way you describe it's funny to me. Yeah. It's just, yo. And anyone here is going, that has had that experience is going to be like, yeah. <laughs> Takes know. a special man to be able to tolerate. <laughs> All right. I, I ain't there. <laughs> All right. What's that overall cigar score, Gio? Where are we at? I forgot where we're at. I'm, oh, I've been so, drinking. I've been drinking. Well, we got sidetracked, but that brought my <laughs> a, uh, total score to a 44.5, also giving it an 89. Very nice. All right. Divide that by three for the three of us. Got an 89.33, so an 89 overall. I love those horns, baby. Pew, pew. Love it. Yeah, dude. Uh, great score for like an undisclosed event only cigar. Yeah, and to touch again, like obviously I, there might be someone on YouTube that's like popping around just to see what the score is or something. Like I've said it before, I'm not a fan of the undisclosed nature of cigars. I like to know what I'm smoking, you know, just because now I really like this. Man, if I want to get something similar, but you, I you have no clue what you're right. going for. Exactly. Well, you know what I I think that Sebastian was going for this. He likes to do the undisclosed. So we can draw someone in and be like, you don't have to know what it is. You don't have to be a cigar geek. As long as you know you like it, you like it. So you don't need to know. So I think that's what he was getting at. Because his un, his LEs are undisclosed as well. Yeah. If you well, ever look online. He even talked. He's like, the whole point of this is it's an event smoke. It's to have people together to talk and communicate. So he's not all. he's also not selling this. When he told me he was 32, I was just like. Damn, bro. This dude's just living my dream. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. That's, that's so cool. I didn't well, know Jenny, that. you can sell all your worldly possessions. I mean, I think that cigar collection will go a long way. Add the whiskey, too. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Can you imagine the, the boutique cigar that you could release with the amount of money you can get? You can get up there, man. I don't want to think about it. I'm like a hoarder. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Uh, you know, everybody's, you know, different strokes with different folks, they say. Uh, that being said, 
Caleb, closing notes of the episode, brother. All right, guys, just make sure you're still following on the YouTube. Very important for our growth. We appreciate you guys. All the likes, all the comments. Keep viewing. Got to get those views up. Grower gang. Uh, make sure you're following on the Facebook and Instagram as well. And don't forget about the TikTok. We appreciate all you guys. Uh, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't without you guys. So, And whoever reported our shit on TikTok, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody was not a big fan of our last mini clip. So, uh, yeah. I think I'm going to release that on maybe our next after her. <laughs> just uh, just so people can see what people find appropriate and not appropriate. Uh, that being said, if you guys are listening to us audio only, make sure you're checking us out on a Cigar Hustler podcast network, the number one cigar network on Podbean. You can find that under their platform. Uh, if you watch it on the video, find us on the YouTube. Um, I know I said this earlier. But make sure you guys are checking out our Patreon page if you want to get that after her. Uh, we're getting ready to probably start talking about scheduling our second virtual herf. The first one was fantastic. So make sure you guys are getting uh, in on that. It's at backslash down to herf podcast. Uh, it's up on the screen. On Patreon. On Patreon. I put it up on the screen there right there go. for you. You just did the Caleb point. Yeah, I did it. I did yeah, it. It's it, there. It's going to be right where he points. It's going to be right there. Right here. I'm going to put it right here. No, no, make sure you do the... Now I'm going to put it on the opposite side just to be an ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you once again. Great episode. Great interview. We got a couple interviews coming your way. So enjoy. Peace. The Down to Herf Podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.